back to the inner circle jerks where we don't have the inside information, but we do have something you don't have, and that is common sense. As always, I am Aries Edge from Edition of Clicks. Hero Clicks page. I almost said trade for some reason. I totally had a full on taking nothing but questions from the from the media and freezing. Aries is apparently just having a seizure here at the beginning. What the fuck? Yep. Uh, and with me as always, the king of the the group shit. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we take like a month off. You forget how to fucking talk. I forgot everything. I'm literally having a panic attack right now because I don't know how to speak. Joke. Okay, look, look at me. Look at me, Aries. Take wow. a deep breath. Take a deep oh, breath. Center yourself. Go into your cave. Find the penguin. Slide. <laughs> <laughs> just staring at you trying to pull the words out <laughs> he does he does a thing with the thing wow <laughs> joe how have you been because obviously oh, you see how i've been this fucking is... fantastic wow <clears throat> i've just finally i just oh. finally get over the con crud from worlds and then the temperature drops, so then my allergies start kicking mm-hmm. in a little bit. Not really allergies, because everything's dying that actually triggers my allergies, but when it gets it's, cold, it's my body fills up with phlegm to be like, let's keep it warm. It's like, oh no, we went from 80 to 60. Like, uh, gotta... I wish it was 80 to 60. It was like 80 to 45. <laughs> yeah, it was chilly today. Yeah. <clears throat> it's rough. It is rough. I'm, it is fall though, so I'm good with it. You know what I mean? Like, eventually yeah. it gets cold. That's where we live. Like, I don't like that it stays. I don't want a 70 degree day in December because that just makes my brain go, nope. Yeah, every, you see everything get thrown off too. You start seeing flowers bloom and then like bugs come out. They're like, what the hell? Wait a minute. <laughs> what is it's this? Just, it's a weird. Yeah, people do, and people that are in different geographical places around the world right now are like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's a very weird thing that happens here in the Northeast. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's been a little minute since we uh, we've spoke. You went to Worlds. We've had a set release. We both uh, got the good fortune to do an unboxing for for Wiz Kids, which is nice. Thank you to them for that. CM Punk uh, got fired. Like that happened since getting... we recorded. Oh wow, it has hasn't it been? Holy cow! Because <laughs> the last episode, and it was funny because I li- I think I listened to it like while we were traveling to Worlds because I listened to here to critique. Um, and like I'm like I don't know we're gonna see and like that day they're like oh it, that was Tony just I feared for my life we'll get this I out of the way now so we don't have to do it like oh, I feared for my life. life no Tony I know the lawyers told you to say that no you didn't no no chance the other people got bit in the last confrontation you're talking about <laughs> this one this one made you fear for your life I doubt that <clears> now because <throat> it's been about a month here's the interesting thing f- to me about the whole situation. So Punk got fired. Yes. Jack Perry's still suspended. It's like he's like suspended pending. They don't know what to do with him right now. They're like, well, it was uh, it was it was indefinitely suspended. That was the announcement. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. well, once the, that was and that was when they were both suspended. So once Punk got fired, I'm like, okay, well, they're just gonna bring him back. And then it's like, no, it's been like a month, and he's just not there. And like Anna Jay's there, his girlfriend, or last I knew his girlfriend, she's there. Mm-hmm. Christian's there, like all these other people are there, but not Jack. So here's the here's I guess here's my thing too is I guess maybe they actually knew what the hell they were doing 
and they knew Edge was coming in, or Adam Copeland, I should say, was kind of, was coming in. So maybe they're going to like build up something between them and Christian, and then like something's going to happen to Luchasaurus, and then maybe Jack comes back to save Luchasaurus, and then you know I, you bring we'll, back you know Jungle well, Boy. We'll see. I think Jack was really too much of a dick, and this was just the thing where it's like you can sit at home and cool off. Like you can go sit in timeout. Yeah, like, and I mean, again, I don't know his contract status. Mm -hmm. Like, it's he's you know he signed after the Bucks and them, but the Bucks just their contract just renewed. Like there was just in that period over the summer. So like Mm. maybe if he's only got a year left, maybe Tony's like you know what this hasn't worked out, and Tony's ghosting him because that's what Tony does because he's not good with confrontation. Maybe. Don't worry, we'll Hero Clicks fans. We'll get to Hero Clicks, and we'll also do more wrestling talk at the no, end. Like we usually we're not do. doing more wrestling. No, no, no. We're gonna do, we have to do fast lane at the ends and stuff like that. Whatever. Uh, but no, that's what, that is why I wanted to do it a little bit now, though, because it'll keep us keep us. It will. In, it'll in keep us too check. late, and the next thing you know, it's yeah. Late. Uh, okay, and so then, uh, fast lane, big dud. I didn't watch it. I don't care. I didn't. I just read the dirt sheets and everything. Jade Cardgill made a, an appearance. Which I so Colossus messaged me the second she showed up because she showed up early and like they literally had her get out in one of her fashion outfits. Which I mean, she's a beautiful woman. She's oh, she's she was, a Greek she looked, goddess. Like she's she amazing. great. Yeah, she but so fantastic. no, no heat there. But she basically got out and shook hands with Triple H and he's like, "Welcome to the company," and that was it. Because Colossus is like, I think something's gonna happen, and nothing happened. I guess so. I'm like, all right, whatever. Again, might be tonight. Might be a raw thing. Yeah. But no. this is my old school thing where it's like, if you're not going to use her at all, like even having her come out and get a pop would have been good. But mm. if you're literally going to have her in the back, just wait until Raw. Like, just wait. Because yeah. it's a PLE. You're not selling pay-per-views. You're yeah. not selling tickets. At least with Raw, you're selling ratings. Because, like, there was mm. she was doing a bunch of interviews, so there was the, like, oh, when's she going to show up? When's she going to show up? So, like... But whatever. They they used it to, to get people to tune in to see if they because that was the big question mark. Is she gonna show up? Yeah. Then you have Cena and LA Knight, which okay, that's a that's a pretty cool duo. People are gonna and show good, up for that. And good for LA Knight, because he deserves Absolutely. it. Like he's a good worker. Yeah, I'm so sick and tired of hearing Kevin Nash say dumb shit like, oh man, you know so, the rock did that, or it's like, bro, art always takes from itself imitate like you like you guys <laughs> doing stuff that other wrestlers were doing back in the day like so don't sit here and like here's and tell me like oh he's just doing the rocks bit you mean to tell me that like your guys the outsiders wasn't you guys trying to rip off like the four horsemen in some way to have a little small cool click like here's always the thing to remember about nash here's always the thing to remember about nash he's always working so like oh, he's he's saying that shit to piss you off because I think what was it oh when when the whole the punk stuff happened again and he just you know he said some wild shit about punk and then the next week Still and then the next cool. week hold on but then the next week he goes I don't like I got no problem with Phil he goes but guess what our numbers went through the roof when I said all that stuff so I said mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like he's open about it and he actually he really I so I love Nash. 
because um, he was Super Shredder and teammate in Secret of the Ooze. Mm-hmm. And I saw a shoot interview with him where he said, you know, when I did Turtles and him calling just calling it Turtles and nothing else made me happy. But then there was also he was what? in the MCU before the MCU was cool. He was in the the Punisher. Punisher. Movie. Yeah, yeah. He was the um, Russian. And then he was but, Russian and John Wick. Yeah, that was funny, too. Which I'm like, oh, is he going to come back now? Um, uh, down 16 kilograms. But then the other thing was, and this was fairly recently. I, I don't know if you remember this clip. You remember that show that was on in Canada that was like uh, Sports Center for Canada? And they used to always have like Brett on and Hope. They had all the wrestlers on. It was on. A Sky Network. Yeah, yeah. But it was Sky the show Sports. had a name. The show yes, had a I name. It was on Sky Sports. I know that. Yes. But um, I know what you're talking about. Yes. So there's a clip where they had Hogan on from like end of 90s WCW era. Oh. And there, you know, the guy asked, him, I've seen the clip before, but the guy asked him, like, you know, you've been doing this forever. How do you keep your body in shape? Blah, 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 blah. And Hogan goes yes. out of his way to shit on Mick Foley for no reason. He's like, I do remember that. Okay. I don't so, look like this dumpy clown like Mick Foley. Like, he doesn't look like a wrestler. And it's like, and he, oh, and he goes, I've, I'm he's like already just hearing he's, it. he's like when Mix eating cheeseburgers, I'm hitting the gym, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So somebody brought it up and they played the clip on Nash's podcast and Nash goes, cause the other thing Hogan said was like, he's like, you know, you know, when these other guys are partying or whatever, I'm going home and I'm working out. So it comes back to Which Nash and Nash and Nash goes, he goes, well, first off, Hogan never walked past a party. Like, let's just get that out of it. No. Like, he was with us. He goes, and he goes, but he goes, Hulk is such a narcissist like me that when we look at each other and go, hey, car's leaving for the gym at 6 a.m., we're going to be there. Like, we may be dragging, we may, but we'll be there. He goes, and secondly, he goes, like, Mick, Mick's a good guy. He goes, get Mick, and he goes, Mick's a good looking guy. And I'm like, nobody fucking says Mick's good looking. And he goes, he goes, listen, don't, don't let it get you fooled. Like behind all that beard. And when he was younger and had all his teeth, like he was, he was a handsome guy. And I'm like, I'm just like, I love you, Nash, because you now know that what? He says that. Yeah. Yeah. But like everyone loves Mick. Everyone says Mick's the greatest guy. Nobody gives Mick his flowers about like, he was a good looking kid that just in his, in his environment, he didn't feel that way, but like, he wasn't an ugly dude. No, now that you say that. Yeah. Like that's a good Nash is just Nash is a good dude, but he is not afraid to get heat going like he'll still work. But that's the point, though, is that like you can get heat without having to like just shit on dudes for no reason. It's like it's like like the Heroclix community. You don't have to get heat. Yeah, just by by pushing somebody else down. You don't have to tell me that, you know, this thing is good because this thing is bad. Right, right. I hear you. But I mean, Aries of, you know, eight years ago would probably fight you for saying that. But now that I've seen some shit and been through some shit, you, you don't have but to push one it, down to escalate another. Well, that's just it. Like Nash, I mean, Nash just lost Hall. He just lost Yo, his fucking gosh. son to suicide. That like, yep. so that's where I'm like, I've people seen before. He was sliding that way, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, people Ugh. called a wellness check and he's like, listen. Yeah. I can't leave my wife alone, so I appreciate it, but don't worry about it. But so that's what I mean. Like to him, and I'm not saying it's like he is a bit of a troll, but it's also like he's still a professional. He still gets paid to go to comic conventions and shit and do these appearances. So like it's like when people get mad about Cornette. Like 
I'm not saying you have to agree with everything Cornette says. I'm not saying you have to agree with anything mm. Cornette says. But guess what? Lots of people listen to his podcast, and he still makes a lot of money yeah. by saying the things he says. By putting on a show. Nope, you're right. Right. And, like, I'm not saying that he doesn't necessarily believe the things, but, like, he also has been a heat-seeking manager for 50 years. So Jeez, when yeah. he says things, he just says them a certain way because either because it amuses him or because he knows it'll get people's attention. And, you know, when he says – when he calls – uh what is it, Toa Leone from the Gates of Agony, this big motherfucker, when he calls him Tia Leone, it's not because he hates the guy, it's because the guy has a name that he can make fun of, so he does it. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the embassy, we're, this will be the last thing and then we'll talk about Heroclix. <laughs> we promise, we're getting there, we promise. <laughs> the embassy, actually, two more things, but or one more thing, but the embassy was on Hey EW, which is this comedy show that RJ City does for AEW, where he just has oh. people come in. It's fantastic. It's between two ferns, but for wrestling. Okay. And and so it's it's Prince Nana, it's Brian Cage, it's Tia Leone or Toa Leone, and um, the other Gates Agony guy who I like, but I can't think of his name right now because they haven't been on TV enough. Mm. And RJ keeps asking Toa Leone Tia Leone questions. He's like, so when you were in a league of their own, uh, did you feel honored by that? <laughs> like, and it's just, it's so, because at first I'm, I'm missing it. And then I'm like, he's treating him as if he's Tia Leone. And it's fantastic. The other thing I'm going to say is the best thing to come out of Fastlane was Cody and Jay Uso doing the press conference afterwards, because that was hilarious. <laughs> and they were smashed. They were. And quote of the night that I'm going to totally put in a rotation is just, do you feel him, sir? Do you feel him? <laughs> it's just the fact that Jay's like, you feel me, Oos? You feel me, Oos? And then Cody just stops and, do you feel him, sir? <laughs> just, mm. <laughs> they couldn't keep it together. <clears throat> no, they were just having fun. And that's what I liked about libations. it. Yeah, I like I enjoyed it because I'm like, I, I saw the highlight clip, but I'm like, yes, they're right. just having fun. They're mm-hmm. just popping each other, like just going yeet, and Cody just going, Hoo! like what? <laughs> they're just being goofy. They're like, they're grown ass men paid millions, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, to do this amazing thing, yeah. and they're having fun. So good for them. Absolutely. I mean, you have to figure that a lot of them are probably making really good money between action figures, uh, comic cons appearances merch still sells like the son of a bitch it's so the only reason why i walked it back is i know because jr has said it because jr used to hand out the um the checks royalty checks austin in his height who was a machine got some got some six figure royalty checks so and i think and i think they were quarterly so like six figures in a quarter so the market's changed. I don't think anybody's getting that money anymore. Or I should say seven figure. A million, like He literally got a million dollar plus royalty check. Yes. Like I don't think anybody's scraping seven figures. No, no. But like between Maybe. content and stuff, like, like I'm sure Cody's clearing a million or two, a couple million, like depending on how you count it. But yeah. like Jay, Jay might be making like 800K, which is still good money. Like mm-hmm. I would, I would trade with him. Like that's cool. Yeah, you can come do this, and I'll right fill you. Oops. So, so that's why I say like they may, but it's also because like uh, uh, Dax broke down 
how even when they had, I think when they were there and they had like a 250K guarantee or something, mm-hmm. he broke down how like it was good money and no disrespect, but like the money burned fast because they still had to pay for all their food when they're on the road. They still have to pay to keep the family fed. They still got to pay for their travel. Mm-hmm. Like cat travel wasn't getting covered. So oh, that's like, tough. Yeah, that's just it. Money burns fast. That's why you saw a lot of those guys that would just buy their own like RVs and stuff too and be like, okay, just gonna like Well Big Show did it at one point got his boss because he you know, he's seven foot, like Yeah. I mean, I saw again to go back to Nash real quick, Nash went off on a guy that was trying to fly him out for an appearance and like didn't put him in first class and then put him on the bulkhead. And he's like, I'm six foot eleven. You can't put me like no. first class, I would it's better, but like I'll live, but you can't put me under a fucking bulkhead. <laughs> I'm still mashing myself in here. Like <laughs> right. I'll just fold myself up like, <clears throat> and rip flight. my quads on the fucking flight. Like, come on. It's just not even that too. Like now I'm gonna take an eight hour flight and it's gonna take me almost probably a full day to just unpack myself now yeah. and not feel like just complete dog shit. Unreal. But anyway, Heroclix. So Heroclix stuff has happened. Thank, so. thank you to Garrett and the Petersons for suffering through our wrestling talk. We'll, I'll reference why I said that in a minute. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. So let's go. Um, and also, as, as well, uh, big shout out to Enemy the Illist. Dan Johnston, as always, for doing the theme music for the show. Um, he just got married um, on yep, Thursday. Oh, okay. So, yeah, literally just got married on Thursday. Um, so, congratulations to him. Uh, I hope he had a wonderful uh, ceremony. He had a get together on Saturday. It was a uh, crummy weather up here, so I was supposed to go because it was going to be a backyard thing, oh, and cool, cool. it probably turned into like an inside the house thing. And he had invited like I don't know fifty to seventy five people. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they needed my presence there, <laughs> just because it's like you're gonna have so many but people you, in your house. You're welcome at the barbecue, and that's all you. That's all any of us want. We just want Absolute, to be invited to the barbecue. Absolutely, may not show up for the barbecue, but just the invite sometimes is nice. And I am very happy that I have a very cool TMNT inspired enemy, the Ellis shirt. Now it's a dope shirt, man. Some of his older stuff too. He's got a Boba Fett one out there too. Like he's got. When I tell people, like he's got like the best merch around. They like. No, no. And then you like you go and look at it and you're like, oh, wow, he had G.I. Joe inspired stuff. He had like he just I will also say I forget I forget why it popped in my head where I was just I think I was just because I was driving so much. I ran out of podcasts. I'm like, let me listen to some music. So uh, I did listen to some hemp studies and they mm. are they are on Amazon Prime. So if you have prime music and you're like, oh, I want to try this out, you can try it out. Like, you yeah, you be like hemp studies and they'll come up. So. Listen to some of that. Rudy, uh, Rudy from the streets. Rudy is that's a, a bomb. What's the other one they just did out? Uh, Rats. I think uh, is is one of the new songs too that just came out. Rat. Go, go give it a listen. Yeah, I was song. just listening to stuff. So whatever came up came up. <laughs> <clears throat> awesome. So so since the last time we got together, um, what do we have? We've had Notorious. Yeah, Notorious up. released. We had you go into Memphis. We'll talk about that first. Yeah. Um, we had um, Scott Porter show us the new Marvel starter. Um, yes. 
And a bunch of Wheels of Vengeance. And I a mean, bunch of Wheels of Vengeance that he just showed as well. Um, as always, we have the ginger question of the day. We have some questions of yours as well uh, to go through from uh, Heroes International Exchange, from Clicks Nexus. I don't think anybody on Dish of Clicks. Uh, I, got, I got it up late, which is my fault. It's always my fault. There's, well, and we're also out of routine. That's just it. Like, that's why, yeah. just peek behind the curtain. That's why I'm always about hitting, because people get into a rhythm. And when you get out of the yep. rhythm, like the last couple I asked on Nexus, I didn't get anything because we just weren't in the rhythm. People weren't used to it. Yep, absolutely. Um, Memphis, how is Worlds? How do so, you do during teams? Give us the skinny. So um we'll do a big picture first i went we both went the first year in 2019 yes. you went last year i went this year so yes for anyone that went any of the years I, i'll paint a picture for you so that first year we were in that first room and that was it it was one room that we actually everything happened in all the connellies etc 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 i believe you told me and jana also told me that last year it expanded into two rooms so yes. that there was actually play in two rooms mm-hmm. this year, three rooms. Wow. They went big three. Yeah. So oh, well, they had multiple world championships at once, didn't they? So that first room from the first year, that was where like all the main event stuff happened. So that's where single worlds happen. That's where team worlds happen. Blah, 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 blah. The second room, which is in the middle is where all the battle Royals happened. Yep, that's what um, it was it's year. where some of the side events happen, like the eight man theme or the eight man whatever. Yep, and it's also where onslaught was happening. So they had like, because oh. uh, it was the whole room table wide, but so like you had you know eight mm-hmm. rows or or four rows or whatever across the whole room of for onslaught. There was like mm-hmm. um, ten or so rows if you're counting both for battle royals. There was a, Thursday. They even expanded and took over some of the onslaught tables because nothing was really happening on Thursday. So like, yeah. there was literally thirty plus battle royals firing off at once. Oh, absolutely. On Thursday, like they were Thursdays just and Sundays. Stuff. You're gonna, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, hot, hot days. <laughs> Sunday was was a little slow, but we'll get to that. Um, and then the third room was where you registered for all your events. Oh, it was smart. where Troll and Toad was set up. It was where you bought your Con LEs and the and um, the first day mostly, but even if you showed up afterwards, it was also where you picked up all of your um, TCB packages. Oh, that's smart. You didn't have to go and get them from the front anymore. Yes, and they actually, the one thing they did that kind of, some people took advantage of it. It was a good idea, but it was the first time they did it, so it wasn't perfected, was they actually made sure everyone had slips. So if you wanted to, you could sign up and pay for every event you wanted to play in for the entire weekend. On oh, Thursday. That's smart. So obviously not battle royals, but like if you were like, I'm gonna do team sealed, I'm gonna do single worlds, I'm gonna do whatever. You could be like, all right, cool, I'm doing these. This is my name. I'll pay for it. Boom. And they can um, log it all and stuff then too. Yes. So all you have to do is if you've already registered, you skip the line, you go to uh, bill yes. check-in. Yes. Smart. Yes. Stream streamlined. Yes. I already like it much better than last year when I went. Um, so what they were doing for battle Royals this year was it was not sign up and go, but what it was, was they actually had a little monitor, which I liked this and it was, you signed up for essentially a wave. So it's like the next battle Royal is firing at four 30 PM. That's smart. That's what you're signing up for. So they're, they're so at four 30, everyone who's in there is firing off for a battle Royal and anyone else, 
after that point, whether whether if they sold through space or whatever, you're just going to the next one. You're gonna now go to the five thirty block or whatever. <laughs> right. Is. Yes. Um good idea. That was that was feedback like that. That, they, that was feedback that I do I did hear them get last year. Okay. And so, so they had that that's, it trickled up yeah. to where it needed to, and they that's that's smart. Also, because um, we've talked about him, shout out to Norm. He he built this little app kind of thing that was really cool that can get – if it keeps improving and gets support, it will only be better for these kind of events. That's so cool. you could load it in your website. Like you go to the website, and it would give you all the information you wanted. Or you hit a little button, you install it on your phone, and now it's an app. So part of why it helped me was I have my little journal where I keep you know all the games I played. When yes. I got home last week, after my, last week when I had time, <laughs> I sat down and I'm like, who did I play? And I was able to go back into the tournaments and be like, oh, round one, I played this person. This is the scores. Round two, I played this person. Here's the scores. Um, I cannot tell you how great it was not having to cl- cluster up around a pole and look for my name. Oh, yeah. To the to the point, like to, to be able to look at my phone and be like, "Oh, I'm at table this." Okay, cool. It was such a relief to the point that when they didn't do it, because whatever happened happened. I don't know, like late in the day, maybe Norm was done for the day, whatever. When we went back or battle royals, when it's like you got to look for your name, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, I don't want to do this. I want to be able to look at my phone and know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm so but, entitled and so so lazy. Yeah, so quickly, ah. so quickly, it's like this is so much better. But no, it was it was it was really cool. Um, and I saw him post about it when he he got back. That like he kind of threw it together. So like there's a login option that wasn't you couldn't create an account for it because he just mm-hmm. kind of built the you know framework and then we'll come back to it later. But it's like that could be a lot of fun. Um, if that were to get integrated into the win, that would like be almost amazing. A win. Yeah, it would be it would be amazing. Like it sounds but, like it would update like your wins loss record automatically and everything too. Like it would just be an spot. export in a matter of linking the databases and shit, yeah. which is no small task, but no, yeah, that would be, that would be great. What's the name of the app? Um, I don't think it technically has one because it's just, Oh, you can't, you can't go on Google play. Like it was, he built it on his, it's on his server somewhere. Oh, okay. I got you. Never mind. Then. Yeah. 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 So it's not, oh. yeah, it's not for everyone. It's it's for win. It's for WizKids. So you, like he says here, go to this thing. Yeah, there was actually it. a QR code. So you hit a QR code and it brings oh, you to the website. That's even I smarter. know. Even get, smarter. Get to the future here. Good for Norm. That's great. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah, played Team Worlds Friday. I don't. It's been so long now. I don't. Even it remember. all mashed together. You had some trouble getting. I saw that. Yeah, trouble just, getting down there too. I don't, just, I don't need to revisit that. No, but I will say, do it, but um, so we played. God, I already forgot their names. I'm sorry, I forgot the team names. I know their names. It's Antonio McConnell and Garrett, because Garrett listens to us, by the way. So does McConnell. Oh, awesome. Um, <laughs> exactly. So that's why I'm gonna make sure. Because actually, Thursday when we after we finally got in and we kind of got there, um, I think they flew down. They actually had a direct flight. So oh, it's like team bio something or something yeah, something like that. Like that. But uh, so I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to go back and forth for a second. I mean, we use the real names. That's the important thing. Yeah. Um, so I was actually coming up Thursday night. I'm walking down the hall and I just see kind of a cluster of guys and I see McConnell. I see Hannibal Burris. Um, <laughs> oh, 
So hold on, because that's the So he's like, yo, Joe, hey, good to meet you. I'm like, hey, man, blah, blah, blah. And then Garrett goes, oh, hey, I'm Garrett. And he said his last name, but he oh, it's, my name's Pink Radio. H and a lot yeah, of we understand. It's hard to Shana, whatever. Shana, Shana, so we're talking. And um <laughs> so we're talking, and then ha- and then uh, I almost called him Hannibal. McConnell goes, Damn, Oh, bro. I should have he goes, I should have introduced myself. I go, Don't worry, McConnell. I saw you. I go, that's Hannibal. That means that's McConnell. And he just goes, No. <laughs> but um, that was great. Uh and then so we played first round of team uh team worlds, and I pl- I played McConnell, so we're talking. They had a direct flight to Memphis. And they JFK? almost got delayed. What's that? JFK? Probably. I, th- I think so. I think they're in the. He's in the Brooklyn area. I know. I know he's in the Brooklyn area. I mean, yeah, because I, I don't think he said LaGuardia. I think it was JFK. But whatever. They got delayed, and like they were worried they were gonna miss on Thursday. They were worried they were gonna miss. Um, oh, Team World. That was Thursday. No. Um, oh. I think it was Theme World. Theme Worlds. It was Theme Worlds. Was Thursday. No, Pulp World is Thursday. Pulp You're right. Yeah, Thursday. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so they were. Yeah. But yeah, so and he told me it was it was something crazy where it was like the mechanical the mechanical system for the pilot seat was broken, so he couldn't uh, like put his seat up or down. You could still fly on it, and you could still adjust it, but you couldn't use the mechanical system. It's so then they had to. Chair. He's fine. So then they had to sit there till the mechanic came on to fix it. Then. <laughs> Any maintenance done to the plane has to get logged into the FAA system so they know what's been done to each plane. And the system was down, so they had to sit there. (laughs) I think he said they ended up waiting like two, two and a half hours or some crazy shit on the tarmac because it got to the point where they were almost going to have to refuel the plane. So they'd have to taxi back to fuel back. or Yeah, because a guy's like, oh, my seat won't go up. But, so, I mean, with so many regulations and stuff you have, and I forgot the hurricane <laughs> too, so that might be why the system was down. That's a nightmare. There was something weird, yeah. But that's, that's just it. Where I'm like, nightmare. that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just it sucks to fly right now. It really does. Like everybody else says it, and I was I, I've heard good stories, I've heard bad stories, and I was like, okay, cool. But like, it really does because everyone's just kind of like, meh. What are you gonna do? I've heard so many horror stories. A lot of them is like international flying, flying from the United States to international or just internet. I heard the one story about having to turn around because the person shit themselves on the plane. Jesus. They well, yeah, they were like they had to taxi back and circle back around to land. And it yeah. one person got like arrested or something because <laughs> So here so here's the thing. So uh they got arrested because the person who was riding in it before them had um vomited okay into the seat back didn't get get the bag up fast enough oh and apparently they then went on and sanitized and cleaned and everything like that but just kind of did like a half-assed job yeah yeah so then the next person who got there was like why is everything smell horrible and all i can smell is like this really bitter smell and coffee they put coffee grounds in the back of the seat to To one try to dry it up but then two try to try to uh so try to dry it up so you're just trying to now throw like some sort of like kitty litter on the vomit and it happens to be coffee grounds so now and then the person like was like no like you have to change my seat or do something and they're like we're full 
yeah. they're like, that's not good. And they're like, we're just going to have an air march to take you off. And they're like, because I refused to, to fly in the puke. <laughs> and, they, and they yoinked him, they yoinked him off. I was like, what? What? Yeah. That's, yeah. Nightmare. But, but yeah, so Team Worlds was kind of a middling performance, but we had some good polls. I, my team was, it's the only team I can remember because I ran it, uh, was Necron, Black Hand, FO, and then Hal, Chase Hal Jordan at his lowest point because I would just instantly start healing him up and he was a problem. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Had a lot of good opponents. I will say this now, so I don't forget later. Like I had great opponents all weekend. There was no one um, in constructed. There's not really anyone in battle royals either that I had a problem with. But like constructed was just that's more one on one time. So mm. it was it was fun. Um, my only thing in retrospect, because Michael Kordachuk, I probably said it wrong. I apologize, Michael. That's the who won champion. Yes, yes. Who I played at Highlander. In Pulp, when we went down for that, talked and we, we were playing a similar team there, and he ran a similar team to what I was going to run in theme. Mm. I wish I had done what he did, which was he had already qualified, so he said, I'm going to concede the last round of Swiss for singles so I can go play Theme World. I thought about doing that. I probably should have, mm. but I was still on the bubble, so like, no regrets, but. I do, in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, I should have just done that, too. But I'm like, you know what? Hey, give a win to the last. Tell the judge I'm conceding. And then go play theme, because I would have played Space Leo, and it would have been fun, and I would have enjoyed myself. Um, yeah, anytime though you I did Turtles, play them. Yeah. Um, did, had a lot of BRs. Had a lot of fun in BRs. I don't think Notorious is the greatest set for BRs. I think it's a very fun set for Sealed. In BRs, I think there's too many good polls where it's like everybody else is just sitting. Like oh. you're not just it can just be too unbalanced. But I will say they did play with the respawn rules, which I very much enjoyed. It definitely was better. Even with my opinion of the set as BR, it was still a better experience because it's like, oh cool, I get to respawn, cool, we get to keep going, you know, blah 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 blah. But players have to I want more places to run that. I was just because touch on that. Yeah, players need to get used to it. Players still tend to play very defensively in BRs, like, oh, I can't give points up. And it's like, no, man, we got to just go. You got to use Smash Mouth because this is, yeah, this is just Smash Mouth. Go out there and punch something kind of hero clicks. The first BR I played in. I actually played Necron, which was part of why I wanted to play him in Team Worlds. Because that's what somebody else said, too, that I'm like, that's a really good point. Thursday, people were grinding BRs, and somebody said, "Hey, play testing for Team Worlds. This is what the sealed packs are looking like. We get to p- try these figures out." I'm like, "That's oh, a that's really a good point. Great point." But anyway, so I played the first BR I played in that I won uh, Rainbow Soups in, which makes me very happy. Uh, we got to like turn three or four, and everyone had kind of, you know, mingled together, and you know, nobody was really KOing things. And I had uh, Common Superman. Oh, brick. Black Manta Goon copying Justice League from Superman. And Necron. And I cleared about 200 points in one turn. Because everyone else had kind of just been picking away. And I'm just like, energy explosion, energy explosion. Necron's going to kill everything. (laughs) Just blamp, 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 blamp. But yeah, but that's where it's like you got... And it's just fun. I mean, it's... 
whatever. That's all. That it was fun. That was enjoyable. Um, then Single Worlds started really well. <laughs> so first round, I played. I was playing a Sky Tyrant X Men team with Hellfire Gala Emma, who was an MVP um, and a very good distraction, and Death Metal Wonder Woman. So Death Metal Wonder Woman. Uh, Grand Prize, Apocalypse, and Genesis at their lowest lines. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma, Hellfire Emma and Sky Tyrant at full, which makes me laugh because everyone's like, oh, he's at full? I'm like, yeah, I pull around him at full, especially because no one expects him to be run at full, so it catches you off guard. Yeah, you get a little extra value. <laughs> if they die, you just bring them back with, with yep. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, so the first round I played against somebody, I have it in the notes, but whatever great opponent uh they were running a scarlet witch team and i was like Mm. oh no this was one of the things i was worried about and it was it was scarlet witch it was chase wanda with um party thor and just yeah it was an it was an interesting theme it was an interesting team but then the way we ended up positioning and the way things happen and you know a couple good roles i was able to wipe that so i'm like whoo all right one of the problem figures i was worried about facing I dealt with uh, second round. I believe. Yeah. Second round was Matt Peterson, who I, who may or may not listen. He um, we were talking about Nexus. He thanked me for Nexus. So I know he's aware of who I am. So he may listen. Hopefully. Hey, Matt. Um, he was running a prime Spidey team. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to deal with that, which made me happy because that was another figure that I was very worried about. <laughs> and two that are going to be very prevalent. Yeah. Well, Wanda rotated, so she's gone at least. I'm talking um, about that that tournament was going to be. Very oh yes, 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 yes. Not going um, forward. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I think your Third, whole team besides Sky Tyrant is still legal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I also had all black, so that rotated too. The yes. funny part that I didn't realize until I started looking at it is my entire sideline rotated though. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm like, I don't even really. I mean, I have mystery cards, but I'm like, I don't know what to put on the sideline now. Um, that's a good point. Yeah, because I had Destroyer. Yep, gone. So scroll takes that maybe. Scroll gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sentinel gone. gone. Deadpool for the monster for Sky Tyrant gone. Oh, gone. Yeah, oh, that's a good one too. Um, but anyway, oh. which that that's gonna play into this next round. So third round, I played uh, Cornelius. Re- I've I've seen him around. Good guy. He was also playing a Spidey Prime and. I had been a little more defensive in the first two rounds. So I played two defensively and we talked about it afterwards. And he's like, you should have done that. I'm like, you're right. I should have done that, but I had been doing well. So I was like, all right, let me just hope I survive this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to get my sky tyrant. So, okay. We're going through, I bring Deadpool out. Deadpool is able to make a Jeff and he's playing some masters of evil stuff with prime Spidey. Mm-hmm. So, he replaces into King Killmonger, kills my Deadpool, leaves my Jeff, and kind of positions over for, I think I still had Apocalypse and or Genesis and, and or Death Metal Wonder Woman, so he's setting up for that. So I'm sitting there. I don't have a lot of good options. Mm. I go, fuck it. I'll charge with Jeff. We'll ah. attack King Killmonger. I need like a 10 to hit. Roll right. an 11. Oh, I hit. All right, let's roll blades. Why not? It's exploit. Cool. Roll the six. One shot at King Killmonger. We both just went, oh shit. Cool. 
And he was like, oh, I should have done something with the Jeff. <laughs> I mean, he was, like he said, he, he was winning, but he's like, you got points, man. Good for you. I'm like, hell yeah. Like, who points? None of either of us would have thought was coming. No, especially if you're two and one going into the fourth round and you have good points. Like, yeah. Um, you're, in good, you're in a good spot right there. Then the fourth round happened. Oh, boy. So. I'm going to I'm going to tell you how the match ended before we talk about how the match started. Mm. Uh, I played against a young man, Logan Carroll, very polite young man, very nice young man. MP all the way. <laughs> I know where it's going. Go ahead. So on the third round, <laughs> a head on points, having taken no clicks of damage, I lost the game. <laughs> he got you up. He got judgment the first round. So the first oh. round, he had like nine mission points. Before I'd ever... And he went first. So before I'd done oh. anything, I'm he had like half the way there. Half half a game behind. Son of a... Yeah. But yeah. And um, so yeah. So I <laughs> I wanted to mention this because we talked about it a few weeks ago. Mission points are... Uh, what do I want to say? Oppressive. Mission points at this point are oppressive. If I can lose the game on the third turn, where in literally any other game in 20 years history, I was winning, that's a problem. <laughs> but very nice young man. Enjoyed playing him uh, tremendously. Good attitude. I have. I, I told him, he goes, I just want to make tomorrow. So Sunday was going to be top cut. I go, Listen, I hope you make it to tomorrow, and I hope you beat every one of these I hope people. You crush everyone, <laughs> everyone. The mission points, and then they go, "Oh, that's an issue." Yeah. Oh no. But yeah, um, it was just. Go ahead. Is it the build that's an issue, or was it the the tarot that was an issue? What was the What was the main catalyst? I mean, it was like it was a combination. I mean, between because he had Legacy Card Riddler, which I didn't even realize. I'm like, oh yeah, that's gonna be a lot. Because he literally told me he goes. At the beginning of his, his third turn, he goes, as long as I don't roll a one on this D6, I win. I'm like, cool. <laughs> um, I'll have to look at him again. Yeah. Well, no, because it's just it's the combination of, and some of the stuff rotated, but other things take its place. So it's just, I've said this elsewhere, so I'll say it this. It applies to his build, but it's also not limited to his build. Mission points should only reward interaction with your opponent. You should not be able to score mission points <sighs> without interacting with your opponent you should not be able to score regular points without interacting with your opponent like that at a fundamental level that is an oppressive um design like if you can win the game without interacting with your opponent hero clicks is not a single player game no so so that's so that's what i'll say is like whether individual figures individual elements don't matter as much as everything should come out of interacting with your opponent aggression by by attacking, by outwitting yes. stuff, by perplexing down stuff, having some sort of interaction, aggression. Uh, it comes com- playing uh, defensively and combating what they're trying to do. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to kind of like hang out and just stack mission points without doing anything with your opponent. Yeah, it goes it's not a mini game. It goes back right. It goes back to the problem with ID cards. If you're able to bring something out, crush one of my figures. And then that figure goes away, and I have no recourse. Mm-hmm. I'm not really interacting with your team. Yeah, 
And it's like, well, you get five points. Okay, cool. You got 75. I got five. Yeah. And like, I have no more opportunity to score more points. Mm-hmm. So if it comes in, in on a starting line, this is what I thought about with the, with ID cards. If you're starting yeah. it on a starting line at the end of every turn, that character needs to take an unavoidable damage. Kind of like what we see with the, um, the deceased chases. Okay. When they KO, they go to those three clicks. And then every single turn, they take an, un- an unavoidable at the end. Or, you know, if they take what they, if they were to go to take damage, they take an unavoidable. And at the end of the turn, they take an unavoidable damage. So there is a clock. And when they're gone, you're going to score their points plus the five points for the ID card. Like, there and should I, be I, some sort of a balance to it. But yes, then you're, I, just, you're in a whole shitstorm of point of calculation and, yeah. And ID cards are are old, so like that was also a different time in the game. So we can't, you know, re um, what do I, relitigate that. But I'm just saying it's I'm it's the same issue. It's the same issue of why people, why some people, not everyone, why some people hated ID cards so much because it take like people play the game to play the game, mm-hmm. and anything that takes away from playing the game will upset those people. Rightfully so, in my opinion. Low risk, high reward. Yeah. And again, you're yes. playing the game by the rules that are in place right now, but it just means that, yeah, if there's low risk, high reward things in the game, then everybody's going to play it because there's no reason not to. Not to. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, that's what I say. Like, Logan didn't design this stuff. He just saw what was out there and played it. And good He's for like, him. Oh, this like, again, broken. I'll do that. Uh, round four. They Thanks. walked around and uh, handed out stuff that was like participation stuff that we ever everyone who bought in was going to get. And, you know, this young man was like, oh, cool. I don't have this. Oh, cool. I don't have this. Like they put down Krampus, old Connelly Krampus. And he's like, yo, I don't have this. This is awesome. And I just go, it is so refreshing to hear you say that. Thank you for saying yes. that out loud. <laughs> there are still people. There are still old LEs that I'm looking for. I know. And, I would be super stoked if they dropped a Superman and Superman or a, yes. a Mazo or a Doctor Fate or I don't a know if they, Hunter. I don't know if they have them, but if they dropped those original horsemen they did for the Supremacy yes. League, that would be amazing. But anyway. Four horsemen. That, anyway. But yeah, yes. it was just... The and old like stuff I, is coming back, man. And like I told him, I go, I have a Krampus, but what makes me happy is... By them dropping it, they're reminding people that this stuff exists. Yes. And, you know, maybe we get a legacy card someday. Or maybe, you know, I mean, they showed it off. They kind of snuckily showed it off in the um, the display cases that oh, we're getting the, another gingerbread man. The like, gingerbread and the surfboard. Yeah, so, like, we're getting more holiday figures, and I'm all for it. I love the holiday figures. Which, by the way, they also actually had the display cases there, and they had some figures in them. And... Yes, they I look, saw some they, of the pictures. They look fantastic. They look really, they look really nice. And then I actually asked because I was like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not someone that just starts grabbing stuff because it's not mine. But I asked somebody, I was like, so where's the card go? Because I'm like, I'm not seeing a seam. And he goes, Oh no, no, no. You take the top off. The the seam is inside. So you put the card inside, and then you encapsulate the whole thing. I'm oh, like, so oh, 100% okay, protected. Cool. Yeah. So I'm like, cool, 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 cool. But yeah, so that was cool. Um. And then, yeah, so then I played. And then last round, I didn't realize he was the my opponent was playing the world's finest duo. And I didn't realize how squishy they were. <laughs> so, like, 
I waited too long to go after him, and if I'd gone after him sooner, I would have probably I could have won that match and maybe qualified. Um, but yeah, then I just kind of hung out. We ended up going to Marlowe's that night, and then I played one. Did I play one Battle Royal on Sunday? Oh. I think I did. I can't because um, Thursday was so popular that they burned through product. <laughs> so they oh, were I yes running low on stuff on Sunday, which is a is a good problem to have. You don't want to bring a bunch of stuff back, but it definitely cooled off the Sunday BRs. Though, oh, I think I didn't play, but Ricky did, and I think he got to play. Or somebody they ran the um, something they were doing all weekend that I thought was really cool was they were running the Royal Flush OP kit yes, in certain waves of the BRs. So that was that was I, that was nice. That was a nice way to show things off. Um, they did run one. John did it. That's who did it. I think John got to play in one. Um, and they actually, because they ended up using some Exoswords product they had for BRs, and like the last BR they ran, they ran one of the you know tables got the Royal Flush OP, and they got to, and I'm like, ah, oh, I should have done that because that would have been cool. I did yeah. play one BR on Sunday. I played the last Notorious. That's right. That's what it was. I did play the last Notorious. It's also a nice thank you. <laughs> like, hey, thank you for, for coming, coming out to, to Worlds. Yeah. Let's do something a little bit. Maybe they brought it just in case. Maybe it was a planned thing. But it was still, it's still nice to get there and have some stuff that they haven't public, you know, publicly stated or talked about. It's yeah. kind of like the, the con exclusive Easter egg. You know what I mean? Yeah, you go absolutely. there and there's some stuff. In, and that's how it should be. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have to appeal to the masses and be like, let me tell you everything we're going. No, some stuff should be held back. So it's there's still surprise. excitement getting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, with all that said, I want hold on. With all that said, okay. it was a very fun, very enjoyable worlds. I enjoyed um, my entire time, and that is pro. Uh, that is my last worlds for the foreseeable future. That is my is last. It? Yes, um, that's my last major. I don't see myself doing Gen Con next year either. Um, for a couple reasons that I want to talk about because I think one of the. Th- let's wrap this up a little, let's intertwine this. Lots of people thanked me for rules chat for Nexus for this podcast while I was there. And that was very nice. If you are hearing me now, know that that does not go unnoticed or unappreciated because like right now you and I are talking, Mm -hmm. we're doing this podcast. When I, you know, do Nexus, I'm sitting at my computer alone inputting dials when I do rules chat, I'm sitting there looking at my phone alone, answering questions. There's no instant feedback. So what people don't necessarily understand if they're not on this side of it is I don't know that anybody cares about anything I do. Like I he's saying we're fucking sad. sad (laughs) No, 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 no. And when we're just doing shit alone, it's sad. Well, no, but like I see the numbers. I see how many people. I see how many people listen to this podcast. I see how many people come to the website. I see how many people participate in rules chat. But like, I don't, I, I don't see. It's not like Aries Edge visited. You know, uh, Jay Solomon. Like, I don't. I just. They're just numbers. They're abstract. They're not real. But when I'm sitting there with a person who's like, "Hey, thank you. I really appreciate what you do." That means the world to me. When I see when Ricky tells me, "Oh yeah, I was playing next to a guy 
he had one of Hafford's lunchboxes, but he got the files from Nexus because his buddy printed it for him. Oh, that's cool. When he's like, hey, I played this guy in Team Worlds, and he had the Clixule dice that you gave away a couple years ago because he was a patron. He goes, I think his name was Tim. And I go, Tim Roten? And he goes, yes. And I'm like, oh, cool. Because like, it's a name. I, There's no faces to the name sometimes. Yes, but that's just it too. Is I think sometimes people view it cynically where it's like, oh, he just, you know, I plugged the Patreon. We're going to talk about that in a minute at some point too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, oh, he just wants money. Oh, he, it's like, no, like it, it means something to me. Every person that signs up for Nexus Patreon, I send a personal message to thanking them for their support. It's not automated. It's not somebody else running my social medias. I send them a message thanking them. When they get certain tiers, because I have different things, like I make it and send it to them. <laughs> it's me, Joe, not anybody else. So, no, I don't uh, care that one. It it really, it does. It means a lot, and I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, so as for why I'm not going to these things anymore, <laughs> the cost of money in the world well, is in a really bad place right now. So that's what I was going to say is when I started traveling, my first big major, my first travel event was a rock qualifier in Catskill, New York. Oh, was Mike Tyson there? He boxed you. Yeah, exactly. It's where I met Colossus. It's the first time I ever saw Kenny. It's the first time I met Jason Kume. At this point, I have to assume Kenji was there, but I don't remember because we didn't talk. He's um, the silent assassin. <laughs> well, and that's just it. I know I remember, like I remember that day vividly because it was the first time I got to travel for that stuff. Um, I think Abdul didn't make it, and some of the other Pusheen guys didn't make it because there was like a blizzard. So when they left, ma- decided whether they made the trip or not because they were driving. Oh, they're in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, so yeah, Abdul wasn't there. Bradley Wilson wasn't there because they're always consistently late. Lay at the buzzer. I'm five minutes down the road. And that's, but that's where I got my first taste of it because it was like 32, I think it was a 32 person event or something. Uh, it was 400 point rock age. Oh, <laughs> when, when, uh, when, uh, uh, what the hell, uh, what the hell is the stupid name? Exodia was legal. Oh, so no. that was a, no. that was a fun event. Uh, but yeah. Oh no, that's ugly. Uh, but it was top eight cut. Ooh. I came I came in ninth. So that's where I got the first taste of it, where I'm like, I'm right on the bubble. So then I did the national US Nationals that was in Baltimore in that mall. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I was there, man. Um it wasn't worlds again, at like the like a holiday inn or something that year. That I can't in remember. Jersey. I didn't go to Worlds, but it might have been. So did that trip. And that was that was a that was an enjoyable trip. And that was the first time I met Sparky, though he doesn't remember it and doesn't remember me, um, that was my thing. I told that story about you know first time I really had a memory of Scott Scotty Dags at one of these events. Scotty Dags, and uh, so I was like, okay. So then I uh, and and through that weird because I was on the win, and this is this is a funny inside story where for years I was social media friends with Colossus, and we were talking. But we never talked about how we became friends. Now I met Colossus at that Catskill, but I didn't. I just played him. I knew his face. I didn't know anything else. But we had fun in this battle royal they ran. Mm. And then something happened where 
we became Facebook friends. And when we talked about it later, he's like, well, you requested me. And I go, I don't request anybody. You requested me. (laughs) And he goes, no, I didn't. (laughs) So it was something weird where at one point the win had Facebook integration and like, yeah. So like maybe it either requested us because of that. Cause like you guys have played events together. Yeah. Yeah. And we, it was different. So we didn't know. Um, and so when I went, I qualified for Nats. Yeah, qualified for Nats at the end of 2015. Went to Origins in 2016 with a couple of local buddies. Hmm. I knew, like, Klaus and I were Facebook friends, so we were talking. So I was asking him, I'm like, oh, where's a good place to park? Or blah, 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 blah. And he's just, you know, he's like, oh, whatever. Um, and then we had, because of that connection, we had the Baltimore trip later that year, which was a WKO. When he first got his RV <laughs> and we all drove down and that's when I qualified for Nats again the next year at that WKO. And that again, saw Kenny, um, saw Sean, which I had seen him at origins, but it, Sean's always, who does sign us for BRs. Sean's been part yes, of the biscuits crew forever. Uh, but he was actually running that event. <laughs> I, lo- I love Sean. It's the, sh- it's the tall blonde gentleman, I believe. Correct? He's got great. He's got light, great hair. light hair. Light hair. hair he's got white hair. Oh, is it now? Lo- oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's just white. Uh, I love Sean. I didn't want to do him dirty like that. Damn, bro. I was trying to say like. Listen, he's, man. He's, he's lived his it's, life. It's, it's super bleached. It's it's. He's white. lived his like life. My beard. I love Sean. I love Sean. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, but yeah, so that we ran that nets. I ran a Krang team then. Um, and then. We ended up because I qualified. I'm like, okay, well, we're, I'm going to nationals. You guys going to Origins again? And then that's where like we started. But I started doing this because I was traveling with friends. Mm. So you know, I had a couple buddies that like I tra- used to play or did play, and like, hey, let's go, you know, whatever. And you know, then I got him with the Colossus, and we always had like eight guys traveling together, and they've all kind of left the game. Like when I travel now, it's kind of just me. Like yeah. maybe I'll maybe I'll get one or two other people, but like it's just me traveling by myself, and that's not part of why I started going. Yeah. Secondly, all those places I just said, and then we talk about worlds in Philly. Those are all very drivable. Drivable. Yes. Now, Gen Con is technically drivable, but it's also a real city. And for me, it's a real city and it's more expensive than Columbus. Yes. Memphis is not drivable. (laughs) It's a flight and it's expensive. And we just talked about all the problems with flights. So yes, absolutely. What's also happened for me. And I'll say this. I wanted to say this too. I'm talking about me personally. There's other people where Indianapolis is very drivable for them. They're local. Good for them. Like hundred percent. No, no ill will at all. Good for you. It just Ah. doesn't work for me anymore. Like, look at Jay Major. Jay Major drives everywhere. Yeah, but like, he's also, he's in Columbus. Like, he's closer. He's, he's centrally, but he, like, he drives to Memphis. He'll drive to, yeah. but again, he's also just one of those people that was like, he's centrally located. So it's yeah. like, if you go 10 hours in any direction, he's hitting a major city where there is, you know, a, a major a national a worlds. Like, he can yeah. hit up a lot of those places. And, not for nothing a lot of the times he's got his son with him and that's yeah. a good trip like that's a good mm-hmm. trip for them to take together so like yeah not for nothing 
Um, and then the third and honestly least important, but it still matters, is high level plays my least favorite form of hero clicks. I I just told and I wanted to make this clear. I just told you I enjoyed every match I played against every opponent I played. I had no bad feelings. I had no bad times. I still like I don't enjoy that form of hero clicks. Yeah. I don't enjoy hundred person tournaments where we're rushing in between rounds because we got to make, like, I just, it's, I don't like marathon clicks. Now WKOs with 50 people. I still enjoy those. Those are still big, but it's, it's local. It's different. It's a store. It's different. Yes. It has has a much different feel. Yes. To me. And the other thing that if we ever get WKOs back, like they happen more. So it's not, Oh, everything's leading to this one moment in a year. It's, you know what? We used to have them about three to four times a year, quarterly. quarterly. They were quarter. They had because well, they had. They but they were, would miss a quarter was, here or there. Well, it was like spring, summer. They were all like labeled. There was the spring, the yeah, summer, yeah, the yeah. fall, and the winter. The winter W because the one year there was like the winter meltdown or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up there in New York, whatever. And I remember, like, I think sometimes the summer ones would get skipped because it was con season. Like there would be a couple yes. summers they didn't do, which made sense. That makes perfect sense. But yeah. It's also there where it's like I get to try different teams. Like again, we've talked about it. I hate playing the same team over and over again. I that's yeah. not why it's not why I started playing the game. It's not why I continue playing the game. I have thousands of hero clicks. I don't want to play five and for exactly. six months. Like because I want gearing up to this one thing. Yes. Like a WKO, I've taken real long shots on a lot of teams, and some of them have worked and some of them haven't. Yeah. But like that's part of the fun for me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all. I, I want to talk about it because I think maybe people are feeling similar things, but they don't necessarily either. Either they don't know how to put it into words or they think they're the only ones. And exactly. I like I, the other thing from this world that I want to make people understand is like they're they're not the only ones. Like doesn't mean they're major- the majority. <clears throat> no, but. There, other people are probably feeling very similar to you, or have had similar feelings to you, or etc. etc. Yeah, and you sometimes see that spill onto the, some of the, the pages and stuff. Like people will try to word it the best they can, and it can come across as like like they're trying to downplay like can like competitive hero clicks like. Right, right. And it's not necessarily what they're trying to say. They're, what they're trying to say is that, like, there's two different kinds of players. There are players that want to play hero clicks, but they can also play competitive. Mm-hmm. And then there are some players that just want to win. Yes. And there's and... no, and they may, and maybe they do it by playing hero clicks, or maybe they do it by uh, just, you know, this is the way my team's going to be built, and it's not going to be the most um player friendly but i know that if i can do it's like almost like playing marvel snap Mm -hmm. you have these decks that are built and it's like i'm either going to set myself up for almost an automatic win or i'm just going to drag out a 45 to 50 minute match and maybe hopefully i get lucky and that 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 i think is what leads to sometimes when um, people at a local venue are like, oh, I hate competitive. And it's like, they, it, sometimes they do, but sometimes it's not that they hate competitive. It's that they have that one or two local players mm-hmm. who just make it a miserable time to play against them. And like, I've told a story. I think, I, I think I've told it on here, but if not, I'll tell it again. 
at Catskill. First time I ever played against Jason Kume. First time I ever met Jason <laughs> Kume. It was 400 points. Like I said, 400 point rock age. He had double um, mis- or missile Citadel Magneto with the morphing jar. Oh. So on turn three, he swapped our starting areas and blasted me into oblivion. Because that's what the team was supposed to do. And guess what? Then we sat there and we talked for 30 minutes and we had an enjoyable time together. Yes. He wasn't just, ha ha, you suck, get fucked, walked away. He's like, hey, <laughs> and he, what he did was he's like, hey, I haven't eaten. Do you mind if I eat a sub right now? And I'm like, go ahead, I'm dude. I'm going to pound and then he, this and then he's just long in front of you. Yeah. And then he's just, you know, it's, you know, Jason. So it's like, then he's just talking. He's just he's being Jason. A huge dingbat. <laughs> but a lovable dingbat. Yes. Most of but the time. But again, again, like, but he had one of those builds. It's all or nothing. Yeah. This is the one trick that my my team does. Yep. And if I don't do it, it's going to be a long, drawn-out match. That's not going to be the best for all of us. Or I'm going to do the thing that it does, explode everything, and be like, I did the thing. And some people but, just play that way. And the point I'm making is, because of his personality, it doesn't have to be a negative play experience. Exactly. And that's no, what 100%. gets lost sometimes in all of these conversations and all of these, like... I've been around forever. I hate the whole casual versus competitive discussion because it, I, to what I just said, I think it misses the point. It misses what actually the different ways. I think there's to your point too. I think there's more than two types of players, I mean, but yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. But I but think right every, now, everyone like there are subcategories of casuals in my opinion. And, and but that's my point. Subcategories think, of competitive because we have now five different like play formats between silver theme pulp team battle yeah. royal and quote meta or competitive modern yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's where we're kind of at and you can have that same person play across all five of those play styles and they kind of fit into like you know this person's kind of you know a casual pulp player that really enjoys you know sealed yeah, yeah, events yeah. this person is you know a very competitive modern person that also bleeds over into silver because their modern stuff is still legal in silver. So they'll play those two because they can pilot a very familiar team in both of them. And maybe I can polish my modern team and make it silver and it plays a little better with some of the older, you know, game styles. And then you yeah. have people. So there's a, I can and, sit here and talk about it for uh, forever. It's a billion play styles, but when it comes down to it, casual very laid back chill person just wants to play also wants to win <clears throat> i'm casual and i'm like i'm very chill about stuff yeah i still want to play hero clicks but i still want to win just as bad as the competitive slash um you know person who has a very strict archetype and doesn't want to push action and or maybe necessarily stall action but they're trying to play their game and not hero click sometimes but that's also I want to say too, just because you brought it up, like uh, the fact that we had we had four world championships at Worlds this year is very good. Like I want to see that carry forward. I would love again. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna try and manifest it. Manifesting doesn't work. Uh, I'm gonna try and manifest it in the universe. If we got more WKOs, I would love to see two-day WKOs where mm. maybe one day's modern, one day's silver, or one day's modern, one day's theme, or, you know what I mean? Like, that would mm-hmm. be great. I've said on here, there are stores that could run silver sealed. Right. I mm-hmm. think that would be so much fun. 
I think that would be a great different kind of experience that could interest people. Yep. Um, but the community has to support it. You know, like yep. you have to, again, if you hear me and you're like, that sounds like a cool idea. Like tell your local venue, bring it up. Like talk to your people, judge. right. People will do stuff if they know people are interested. Sometimes if people do the same thing over and over again, it's because they think that's all anybody wants or yeah. the only people telling them what they want are the people that want that. Yeah. So, um, Rob, Rob Peterson, he just did that, um, that flash sealed event. You know oh, I mean? did I didn't think I even saw that. <laughs> I think he did. I want to say it was a flash shield event. Okay. Um, for something that he was doing down there. But again, like if you guys talk to your the people who do your ordering and stuff, I guarantee you that there are still old cases and bricks of product sitting in the warehouse that they can get for very good pricing right now, probably. And you can then have an affordable sealed event. And you can you have know? have that communication. Like be like it's because they're not gonna say tell you what they're paying. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But if yeah. they go, hey, if you know, I could bring this in and we could do a $10 two booster sealed. Mm-hmm. Is that something, you know, you guys would be interested in? And you yes. say yes or no. Like don't say yes if you're not interested, but mm-hmm. give them honest feedback. Or if they're like, well, we could do a $15 booster sealed and be like, well, could you you know, could you maybe cuz it's old enough, could you, you know, have communication. Don't be afraid to politely have communication. That's that's what keeps venues alive. Yeah, I opinion. mean, for the silver seal that I did, um, I think it was for the, I think it was when we had COVID. <laughs> it was for like state championship. I was like, I'm gonna get people together and just figure out what they want to play, and uh, silver seal. We always do sealed because people like sealed. But I opened That's up to fun. silver, and I did silver. And I did um, mulligans. Yeah, yeah. So for those that don't know what mulligans are, it's a term from golf where if you hit a bad shot. You can basically just drop a ball where you are and hit that shot over again. So in Hero Clicks, if you pull a bad booster, you can mulligan. You're still paying for the booster. Let me get that out there right now. You don't return it to yeah. the store. But yeah. like for me, I have them bring it to me. I check to make sure all the game contents are in there. I put their name on the booster, and then they can go buy another booster. And I say, okay, go buy the other booster. And they come back. They tell me what they bought, and then they pop it open. I mean, we had people... And we got X-Men, the animated series, specifically for yeah. that event. And I think it was pretty affordable. Like, it was only those, – those guys were only, like, $15 boosters, I think. Yeah, because I think I mulliganed, like, three times. Absolutely. There were people who mulliganed – my son, I know that for a fact, mulliganed three times because my <laughs> wallet still hurts. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I, if they were really expensive, I wouldn't have mulliganed three times. <laughs> exactly. There, It was like a – yeah, it was like a – um, I'm trying to think of what it was. It was a $25 or $35 or $30 buy-in. You could buy yeah. two boosters of animated for $30 and then $15 for every booster of animated. Or then it was like $15 and $10 for like the older. And we still had Superior Foes of Spider-Man. We still had Joker's Wild. Like We had a lot of like pretty I think, good. I think both the Fantastic Four more modern yep. or more recent sets. They were there, Fantastic Four and... There are two hot ones that people bought. It was animated, and we still had um, Xavier School. Yeah, we yeah, still yeah, had a yeah. brick of Xavier School, so that one sold pretty well. And then we had um, the Fantastic Four, and then the um, why can't I think of the other Fantastic Four set? Fufo Future Foundation. Thank you, Future Foundation. But yeah, you still had the opportunity to pull a God Doom. You yep. still had the opportunity to go and pull the Doom Chases. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's actually a good rule. I'll, I'll transition right from there into this. Um, mm-hmm. First off, I do want to say uh, Mr. Rob Peterson, Mr. Jeremiah Peterson, and Mr. Les Gaynor were incredible running battle royals all weekend. Um, so in rules chat and in rules conversations, mm. I, I tend to tell people, don't don't say, well, they ruled it this way, et, et cetera. Like, rulings don't matter. And I know people hate to hear that because a lot of times people feel like we don't get enough feedback, but rulings don't matter. Um, and I've gone into it a bunch, but one of the reasons why that I try to tell people is because it's not always accurately reported. Like, and I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not calling anybody a liar, but just because somebody says, Oh, it was ruled this way doesn't mean they're right. Doesn't mean that they actually saw it. Doesn't mean that they're reporting honestly. So mm-hmm. in Memphis at Worlds, I'm playing Battle Royals. Here are things I was told by other players the judges were doing, which I happen to know Jeremiah and Rob and Les. So I asked them and they told me, no, they weren't doing that. One, uh, that we were allowed one terrain marker because previously in Battle Royals, you used to be allowed one or two, it was typically one standard object. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple events, the, the conventions, there were two, but usually it was one standard object. So they were like, oh yeah, we can just play one one standard terrain. Jeremiah actually told me privately, like personally, like, no, we don't know how that got out. We don't know who started that, but that, like, no, that's that was not allowed. Mm-hmm. That um, people were, if they pulled a, a, a I'm going to call it a death pack, uh, where it was the God pack of all the Black Lanterns, mm-hmm. or the Ultra Chase, Ultra Chase, I've had some libations apparently. Um, they were they were allowed to take their booster and walk away from the battle royal. No, that is absolutely not true. And someone else pointed out Thursday, Jeremiah told everyone who was in there that because of the way the ultra chase works, they were specifically having it work differently in battle royals, so you got to play them. Like basically, turn your third turn, they were coming out no matter what. Because again, they weren't allowing terrain, so terrain was terrain markers couldn't be destroyed to bring them out. Um, and I'm trying to think, what was the other? There was another one, I th- or maybe I'm just linking. But like, so those are things that people told me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're letting us, and they weren't. Like it just wasn't true. And it's not, it's not the judge's fault. It's not the player's fault, except for the fact that they were spreading bad info. But that's why I say, like, you know. Call a judge. Don't be afraid when in, to ask. When in doubt, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Call the judge. Like, there are so many times, like, even when my son plays, he'll be like, yeah, I was doing something, and then <clears throat> I just took their word for it, and now yeah. I'm miffed because it didn't work that way. And I'm like, all right, well, how many judges are standing around? Yep. Did you ask to see their card? Did you understand the wording of the card? Did you just willfully neglect it? Like the well, judges are there to volunteer their time to make sure that your experience is, is amazing. But also you have to remember that they're, they're volunteers as well. But so they're there to enjoy themselves as well. So be polite to them, ask yes. the question, whatever yes. they rule, even if you know, it may not be the correct ruling. Like, you know, like, okay, no problem. Move it along. 
if you feel you if you feel you have evidence like you can point to the PAC and say something or ask for further clarification, yes. do that politely. But like at a certain point, everyone has to be like, okay, that's how we're playing it. Okay. Like that is okay. what has to because we can't you can't sit like don't sit there and argue with a judge. Like don't like when I say that, they'll be like, no, like just be like, oh hey, like I've I've done it where I'm just like, but the PAC but it says this and like they're doing other shit, man. So like th- mm-hmm. they can skip a word too. And they're like, oh yeah, cool. You're right. No worries. Like it's or, not high stakes. Yeah. If you say it was ruled this way on the win, can you ask another judge for potential clarification? Yes. Like, it's right. okay for them to ask another judge or go yes. to Chris Martinez, the head judge and get a ruling straight from Chris. Yes. And be like, I've seen it. I've seen it on the win differently or in my last you know, and we, we well, all hear this, too. Yeah. Well, it was ruled like this at such and such. Okay, cool. Doesn't mean that the last place that you played and ruled it that way is correct. And it doesn't mean that it's going to now be ruled that way here. So if the judge says something and it's contrary to what has been ruled at other places, hey, can can we just double check because – and don't bag the, the judge that said it. No. But, hey, I went to another tournament. It was ruled this way. I saw it on the win. Can we just double check and get some clarification and then maybe make an announcement so everybody's on the same page if it is that big of a deal? Because maybe it's not, and I just misread it myself too. Yeah, and that's – I say this all the time, and I will try to beat this to people's heads. None of us are mind readers. So that's the other thing is like a judge can't help you if you don't ask for help. Like a judge isn't going to know – like if someone's stalling like they're not going to they can't stand at every, every table even if even if there was enough judges to literally stand at every table that's being played they're still going to miss stuff cuz they're human beings and they're not playing the game like when you're playing the game and you and I are talking back and forth there's just a different attention that happens mm-hmm. it's a different part of our brains so but yeah that's a, it's just that where it's just and it's not it's again it's why i preach rules literacy so much because like i get that it's a bad feeling if you if like you said well i took their word for it and now i'm upset and for some people that pushes them out of the game because they just like you hear it all the time oh the rules change all the time and it's like rules change a lot they don't change as much as you think not not fundamentally not like on a deep level so like Maybe it's just you're playing against different people that are telling you different things yeah. because they were never taught correctly or mm-hmm. they're taught a rule set, you know, kit bashed from 15 years ago yes. and they don't understand how things work now. Like, mm-hmm. I was literally just going to say that the biggest <clears throat> difference that we had was when certain things started to overlap with others energy explosion exploit things like that that didn't necessarily combo before the new wording of things so that was a lot of confusion and that was potentially a confusing time but that's been quite some time and the biggest change since then has probably been two by two maps which really isn't a humongous change just got smaller and starting areas need to be re-clarified and then terrain and the timing of placement, and then, you know, it's all start of the game stuff. Size of maps, player one, player two, terrain how placement. To, how to expand starting areas. Mm-hmm. But even then, like you don't even see that that much. Not too many jerkies are out there playing a bunch of whales or anything. 
So you no. don't get that stuff too often. No, it wasn't it's, him. It was it's, more it's, yeah, tri-sentinels no. and stuff like that. No, but that. I was going to say, starting area thing has oh, come up a couple girls. times. The start of area thing has come up a couple times, though, and it's been getting some very varied answers. Mm. Um, <laughs> we'll move on until we get more yep. clarification. Last yep. I heard it was you place your smaller stuff first, you place the bigger. But if you're placing your smaller stuff that – you're doing it on purpose, so you have to extend. You have to fit in the bigger bigger guys go in. That's what it was. Bigger guys go in first. Yes. And then you fit your smaller guys in. I went backwards. I'm an idiot. Yep. Libations. <laughs> Libations. Libations. So now that we've said that, we've talked about some rule stuff. Um, I, want, I want to slip in real quick, because this will be real quick, a public a PSA, public service announcement. Ooh. White shirt porters are still on the website. You can go buy a white shirt Scott Porter for the whatever 20 bucks plus shipping that it is, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Whiskids.com or you know, the store, not whiskids.com, but this whiskey store, you go buy it. So if you want one, if you need one, go buy it. You don't yes. have to you don't have to overtrade. If you want to trade, you can trade for it. If you if you want to yeah. pay somebody $80 for no reason, I mean I guess you can do that. I wish you would pay me $80 for no reason. But you don't have to. You can go go buy it directly from WizKids. They got promos running all the time. Maybe there's other stuff you want to get. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Still going. I think it's Vampire Week is still as well right now. Yeah, or was I that think last so. week? I think they're giving away Vampire Batman's and and uh, Vampire Wolverines with your purchase. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's pre-ordering. It's pre-orders. Is you it pre-order Wheels of Vengeance? You get um, it might even be limited Wolverine, to certain products. And if notorious. Yeah, you buy right. Notorious, you get the Batman vampire. I think it was. Anyways, we're not here to promote with kids sales. We're here to talk about Notorious, though. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, um, we'll we'll do the obvious, like, what are good at certain rarities. But um, the question that I had, uh, God Packs, are they good for the game? And Ultra Chases, um, are we kind of over them by now? Do we still want ultra chases or are we kind of like over the the whole like grandeur of them? I'll get your opinion first and then I'll jump in. Ultra chases are a neat idea. The problem, in my opinion, with ultra chases are when people feel like they need them to compete. Because people get this weird idea in their head. Even again, even people who are never going to go to worlds, who people who are never going to go to nationals, they still feel like, well, yeah, but I need I need that Mephisto to compete because like it just trounces me. Now, I also throw in there people that know me on social media. I just pulled my first Ultra Chase ever. I own other Ultra Chases, but I've never mm-hmm. pulled one before. Um, I pulled the Zod Ursa Non, and they are very good. Like you can do a lot of damage with them. I am happy to have it. I'm happy to play it. When you want to talk about health of the game, I would rather they not be that good. Like I would mm-hmm. rather the appeal of an ultra chase be like unicorn Deadpool. All right. Yes. It's outrageous. It's got fun powers. It was never this ultra competitive piece. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Like, it still went for a lot of money. It was still sought after. I still don't own one. And I want to. Um, so if you have one. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that's good. And that's good enough. Like, that's that was enough to move the set because it's fun. Yeah. Um, 
the original Ultra Chase, White Rabbit. White Rabbit. Okay. <clears throat> maybe went a little too far the other way because it's a character nobody really cared about. Like all all of White Rabbit's gimmick was it's an Ultra Chase. I don't think that's enough. So like if it, I, I I don't I don't think it should go back to that, but I would much rather see like just some wonky character. Or yes. not character, some wonky variation of a character. Mm-hmm. Again, um, Deadpool coming out of the birthday <clears throat> cake. Cool. You don't need that to compete, but that's really cool if you're a collector. That's what I think an Ultra Chase should be. And the best part about it was is that we still got that sculpt on something much easier to obtain. You had the blue yep. and you had the pink, which I thought yep. was fantastic. You're reusing the Ultra Chase sculpt. In something that if people like the sculpt and they want to collect it, it was a release day figure or whatever it was. So like, hundred percent, cool, hundred percent, awesome. Thank you for that. I'm I'm in the same kind of mindset as you, where I don't want. It, again, I have to reiterate and tell this to to some people. Like, it's it's named Chase for a reason. You're supposed to chase it. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be as common as everything else. Like they're literally they. They made chases back in the day. The old chases were kind of felt like the ultra chases yeah. where you're only getting one in a hundred boosters or whatever. Like that's what the whole allure of it was, was. Pull and it they were again. cool. It, they were they cool. weren't good. Exactly. Right. They were just cool. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you didn't need to have the zombie supernova figures to win anything. Actually, I don't think I ever played them because they're bad. But you could play them also on hero clicks or horror clicks. <laughs> so that was the cool part about them. So yeah, like I would be all okay if you're gonna do ultra chases, one every two years. Marvel gets one. We have a year without one. DC gets one. Like plan plan them out. So we kind of we can have the hype up for it when it's oh man, next year is an ultra chase year because right, right. you know we had a down year but we didn't get one. Create your own buzz by having kind of a schedule, I guess. So we know to look forward to ultra chase years and not ultra chase years, I guess. And do something <clears throat> rather than, again, rather than pumping them up game mechanic wise, do something interesting with the sculpt, like mm-hmm. Unicorn Deadpool, like Birthday Cake Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Like I get, um, I get the whole hero glow thing, but like <clears throat> if Wheels of Vengeance had an ultra chase, and it was the glow in the dark with a different base, and that was the only one. That's cool. That would have been cool. And then you could have <clears throat> accurately gauged because if people were like, oh my God, I really want that. That's so cool. All right, cool. Then we do more glow in the dark. Yes. Versus here's some just because we don't we don't know there's glow in the dark pieces across rarities, I believe. So like they're just it's they're just glow in the dark pieces. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's cool, but there's no like focus to it. It's not like, oh all the ghost riders are going in the dark or mm-hmm. all the midnight suns are going in the dark. It's just like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, whatever, you know, whatever sculpts kind of lent themselves got glow in the dark. Got hero glow. Uh, that's kind of the way I felt with like the sketch variants. Yes. Like if you're going to do it, all right, cool. Like we're going to do them for super rares and for chases and then maybe do like, you know, the sketch variants are only for super rares. And then you have, a sketch variant chase, but then you also have like what's the what are the other ones? There's like a a um a foil cover. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. one out of every hundred boosters you do like a foil chase and not just a sketch variant or just a normal chase. Like okay, you wanna add you wanna add in that like little bit of 
collectability. collectability yeah. Then sure, go for it. Like you did it. They did it with Babe Ruth for the sports clicks. So there was there was only like twenty five of like the Ultra Chase or whatever. Um, do I think that we need to do it that much? No. But also that Babe Ruth was just didn't share the same dial with other Babe Ruths. I think too. Okay. So if you're just doing well, this, if you're just doing the same dial, and you're doing them with different variant like paint schemes, go for it. That's awesome. Makes me um, want to actually get multiple chases just to be able to have the different. You know, we're going back to actually it being a chase. Yeah, I'm chasing something now. When it comes to sketch variants, we've <clears> talked about that a lot. <clears throat> but I also like to always go back to the set one turtle chases, which were not sketch variants because people like to call oh, them sketch variants. They weren't. They weren't. But they were exactly what I would have preferred to see. Where it was, these are characters that were famously black and white <clears throat> with a yes. red bandana. With a red mm-hmm. bandana. They all have. And like, yes. And that's cool. That fits. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So a lot of people loved the sketch variant of Moon Knight. Why? Because it's Moon Knight. Uh, you know, yep. like you could have fun with that. You could do different things with that. <clears throat> I think, I've, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this, so I'm not going to belabor the point. But like, again, have collectability with the cards. You know, have... Oh uh, yeah, good have point. have yeah. you know a random sticker insert with you know this chase or this super rare what like have fun with it because th- like the fun of the collectability will drive you know mm-hmm. like at the end of the day this is a dice game so the best competitive player is only so good because it's a dice game so don't lean into building the best in my opinion building got to make the best figures because that'll pump sales no like fun figures that you can play and enjoy playing Mm -hmm. and enjoy collecting is what made this game as big as it was at its height yeah and when i'm saying that i'm purely talking sales like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying i have no knowledge of the current sales but like there was a point in time before now when they sold more clicks like just you just look at the history of the game Mm -hmm. and it was different models it was different sales models whatever but like that's what drove the game yeah. was the collectability of it. And they made a lot of improvements, but there's still, there's always room for improvement. Little tweaks. You can get more collectability out of it for less money. Uh, so you can keep prices down while also appealing to your, your player base. I love before, hold on, before God packs, I'll throw in. Cause you, you mentioned that <laughs> I saw somebody complaining about, um, maps just being reprints like these new now smaller maps oh they're just old maps that are you know they cut the ends off yeah but we got a lot of good maps <laughs> like I was say there's a ton of maps still out there i want them to reprint one of the maps that's in one of the kits because there's so many um is um dr strange's uh sanctum sectorum mm-hmm. and the way they changed it now because the old map, you kind of had like one side that was a lower level and you went up to the upper level. Now it's like it's cut to where you basically have like two rows with stairs up to the upper level. It looks cool. It looks different. I'm fine with that. There's yeah. also um, the one that made me happy when I saw is Dark Dimension. Dark Dimension was banned because they tried yes. something cool with orange text and it created problematic inter- interactions. Now we have an actual legal version of Dark Dimension. Danny I'm cool with that. Yeah, Danny the Street. Like, I, I I get wanting new maps. I always want new maps. Um, I would like to continue to see maybe one or two sprinkled in. But, like, again, the game's been around for 20 years. There's a lot of old maps that are still 
really cool or can be tweaked a little bit mm-hmm. to be better, like to be more fun, to be less oppressive. Like Death's Realm got reprinted and then got banned because, you know, the walls. Okay, so let's take that map that looks really cool. Let's do it one more time and let's maybe get rid of some of the walls. Let's rejigger some of the terrain because it's a cool aesthetic. <clears throat> yep. You know? It's, I mean, one of the, the most played maps that I played on when it came out was Madripoor. Oh, yeah. Having the little boat with the water terrain. It's, it kind of felt like uh, Assassin's Alley, too. It was like Danny Street kind of met like uh, the bridge. You know, you have some buildings and you have like you can always, you can even do that. You can meld together two maps. Yeah, I was just gonna say with Madripoor, like just spitballing now as I think of it because I love Madripoor. You can actually get two maps out of that. You can do basically the dock side. Yep. And then you you can do the other side, and even more with an example like that, or like you said, like old Assassin's Alley or a lot of the Batman maps. Mm-hmm. They had buildings that were elevated. Let's make them indoor terrain. Let's completely change that map now. Now you can go in those buildings. Oh, yep. And it's so it's the same map. So for longtime collectors, they're like, oh, I loved Madripoor. <laughs> oh, my God. I get to go into the princess bar now. Yeah, it right, makes it's that indoor, little Madripoor outdoor. Yo. Yeah. Like it's that little twist that can mm. just make things really fun. You do Manhattan Bridge top side. You do Manhattan Bridge below side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? <laughs> Nothing. God oh, packs. Good God game. packs. I like the idea of God packs. You know, it's a tre- it's a treasure chest. It's oh my God, look at all these chases. I don't know what it is about God packs, but they fuck up collation every time they get done. <laughs> so, like in practice, they're they're not good for the game because you're 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 creating a really cool moment at the expense of other people. Because people, every set that has them, people get, you know, dud, oh yeah, dud bricks where there's no chases, there's no World's primes, finest? there's weird stuff. Yeah. Oh no, it happened in World's Finest. Was it? Yeah. It's well, just that it's been, that. it's been so issue. long Yeah. that, you know, you just kind of like, oh yeah. But like, no, there were, there were dud cases. And World's Finest was a good set overall, so it's also not as bad. Yeah, that's true. But you know. Somebody's buying a brick and they're pulling all, you know, almost all the Black Lantern chases. You buy a brick and you just get a shit ton of goons. The goons are cool. They're not as cool as all the Black Lantern chases. No, that's true. You know, it's and it's it goes into all it, but and I don't, like I said, I don't know what it is. But again, people are people are pulling um, boosters with double chase hal but one of the cards is wrong and then like let's say that it, one of the hal's was supposed to be accordion somebody else pulls a booster with two accordions and one of the cards is for chase black hal mistakes always happen mistakes are always going to happen as a mass reduced product but it always feels like when there's a something that messes with collation like a god pack these errors happen more and like I told somebody I have a pet theory of maybe why, but like I don't know, I don't know enough to be like I'm not gonna say it here because I don't know enough. But like, yeah. there's reasons that this could happen. So I think it's a cool idea. I think again, let's go back to ultra chases. Ultra chases is a cool idea. Maybe in practice it needs some reworking. Maybe it needs to be looked at differently. Maybe some things need to get situated. But I've still never pulled a god pack, so I have never, I've never either. 
I pulled my la- my first Ultra Chase right before COVID. I pulled Ultra Chase Peggy. And then proceeded to play and get just trounced. So I went two and two. I think I beat I beat Isaac and Ed. So two two good ones. No small feet. No small feet. Not in the same day either. Uh what else we got here? We were talking about it too. Um we'll go ahead and hit it quickly as well. We were talking about um product. We did see the new Marvel starter and what it comes with. Um do we, we I just I just mentioned it too, so I'll I'll mash these two together. Okay. Do we do we think that they're going to start scheduling things yearly or should they we're going to get four to five main sets every year and then we're going to get x amount of iconics and also in doing so do we feel like whiz kids is kind of oversaturating things at this moment with the addition of play at home kits with the addition of starters without sets and <laughs> the um addition of iconics do we have them cut fast forces in the board game type uh, starters, and every main set gets? A I think those are. Hit. I think those are already gone. <laughs> I, well, I mean, we just look. Just saw, looking at solicits. Just looking at solicits. Yes, looking at solicits. So, I mean, we can kind of we not everybody and even judges don't have that um, that tool at their expense to I look at the solicits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. um. Just scrap a whole bunch of stuff on one end. Do they kind of go the route that other games do? And you have like, this is your yearly starter set for Marvel, your yearly starter set for DC. And then you're going to get four sets, you know, two Marvel, two DC or three Marvel, one DC. You're guaranteed, you know, an Iconics in between each set. Like, how do you think that they can restructure it where it doesn't feel like because like right now we just got Notorious, we just got the Orphan Slap Fight, uh, Batman and Robin. We are getting Superman's um, Iconics as well. We're getting Wheel of Vengeance. Like this is a lot of product coming out in what feels like a two to three month span. So um, boots on the ground. <laughs> it feels like this is a transitional period. Um, especially with Iconics being a thing. So, like, this always... It, anyone who's been around, and if you haven't, I've been around, so listen to me. Um, there's always that time where there's the shift. When it went from starters to Fast Forces, when Fast Forces went from being mini starters to just what we see now of Fast Forces of, hey, it's six figures. There's always that transitional period where things kind of blow up because they're trying something, so let's try it a bunch. Let's see if it works. Yeah. Um, the other thing to remember, because this actually ties in, I'm gonna slip this in there too. Right now, looks like Wheels of Vengeance is releasing November eighth. That looks like that is what's happening. That's what the solicits say. Uh, that's it may slip a week, but like we're probably getting it before Thanksgiving. I don't see them unless something happens. I don't see them pushing that. So the other thing to remember is Notorious was supposed to come out in August. Like yeah. the Scott Porter videos for Notorious were in July. So I don't know what happened, but we would have had more time between sets. 
And again, just as an outsider, I look at it and I, I said this earlier this year, I go, Batman team up felt like it was pushed out to keep the schedule. Wheels of vengeance feels like it's getting pushed out to keep the schedule. Because if you don't, everything's going to cascade. Everything's just going to get later and later. And it just, at a certain point as, as a, as somebody putting something out, somebody creating something, you have to say, no, this is coming out on this date because I need this to come out on that date. And this to come out on that date. And like, I can't just keep pushing it back. We have to get the bottleneck to get through it. Yes. So it's unfortunate. It doesn't make it any easier on the consumer. Like it doesn't make it easier to all of a sudden have more money to put out for more product. But like some people have said, and I'm glad that people in the community are saying it, you can just buy it later. Like yeah. I, if, if this engenders a, an attitude among stores of investment versus blowout, I think that's better. I think a lot of stores now with hero clicks and a lot of people, a lot of online sell, sellers, a lot of traders, the attitude is I need to get it in right now and push it out at its max. And that's the only way to do anything. But it's always good to have older product because there's always going to be other people that are getting into the game, hopefully, um, and being like, oh, man, though that Wheels of Vengeance sculpt looks fucking awesome. Can I buy that? Can I buy that set? And, you know, if you have it or if a store has it, look at Nightfall. I don't know what went on with Nightfall. I see it around in stores, but then people are like, oh, it's sold out. I, I don't know where to get it. Like. Yeah. And part of that's just what we're used to. We're used to like, oh no, if if it's not there, we can't get it. We gotta get it now. Hungry, hungry hippos. So I I would prefer it to go to roll into the starter thing. I've been yelling about having evergreen starters not connected to sets forever. Mm-hmm. Like in my perfect world, let's say for the next two to three years, right? We're get like so the, these are the 2024 starters. So we're gonna get 2024, 25, 25, and 2026 in my perfect world. Let's say because they're doing five. So let's say they do five each year of these really nice sculpts. And I again I don't know if this is feasible, but let's keep those molds. And then in 2027, let's have a mix of these 15 characters we've just put out for the last three years with a new rule book, a new PAC, and new character cards. Mm. And even have it maybe where, you know, again, it's not easy. Um, you can even release them with the same character cards as long as things didn't change. But, like, a starter product that is aesthetically pleasing, which these sculpts are. These sculpts look gorgeous. Starters shouldn't – I said I, I said this. Starters shouldn't be aimed at existing players. Starters are how you get people into the game. Starters should appeal to new players. And when you, if you do an annual release of an evergreen starter, yeah, you're going to lose sales from existing players that are used to buying the new product, but you're also going to have those starters available for new players that like, I like Spider-Man. I like Batman. I like Harley Quinn. Like, so I get uh, big picture. I get how we got to where we were with starters of having them linked to a set release. But I think, I mean, I guess poke. I guess card games do do starters for for sets, but they also like produce way more. So yeah, like you, you can get them, get, get core sets. Yeah, which is usually some new cards and a bunch of reprints of old cards. 
And those right. old cards can still play. Right. It's like the <clears throat> legacy cards. They're taking old cards that would have rotated, giving them a whole other block, I think they call it, of yeah, playtime yeah. or whatever. Um, so I'd like that. Fast Forces have... Fast Forces have been lost in the desert for a long time. Like, I like them, but, like, originally Fast Forces were, hey, this is your first time playing Heroclix? Buy Fast Forces. It's it's a team in a box, or it's two teams in a box. Mm-hmm. Or it's, you know, here's these six figures. Any four of them can make 300 points. So you have a 300-point team to just learn with. That's what they were. And they you know, like, pe- some people don't remember. Fast Forces used to come with dice and um, yep. and a map. Maps. And barrier to and barrier terrain and, and terrain. your tokens and your objects. No tokens were in the starters. That's why I said starters had tokens. Pretty sure because that I'm was thinking, I'm thinking your your that's what I meant like your terrain tokens and oh your, yeah, yeah yeah your objects. But action tokens used to no, actually the, come in starters like the AVX and stuff like that. yeah. And then that was part of the thing where they broke them out into their own thing of a dice and token pack. But like that yes. used to be the difference. Like the difference between a fast forces and a starter used to basically be the action tokens and the dice. Because like sometimes the fast forces would just have white dice. They're just WizKids dice. The they weren't tiny the guys, like the Hulk and stuff. yeah. They weren't the special um, you know logo dice that they used in the starters. No, they were small and they were like the the Hulk ones were green and yellow. Yes. Yeah, I still have a bunch of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just little, like it's nice. Tiny pips. Yeah, I have absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I think, <clears throat> and, you know, starter, Fast Forces kind of became the old action packs, and Iconics has kind of taken that place of um, Fast Forces, really. Like, it's it's not this literally the same because they're not all six figures. They're not, but mm-hmm. like, it's that ancillary product of, hey, cool. Oh, you like Thanos? Buy this Thanos. You can, you, yeah. Now just throw some other figures around them, and you can play them. It's kind of I, like that that breakup between sets. We have one big set, yeah. and then like I was saying, like you know, if you have them spaced out appropriately, hey, this year's four sets, whatever, are going to be this, 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 and this. These are the times we're shooting for, and here's like when you go to Worlds. This is what next year's layout, almost kind of like how the MCU does. <laughs> yeah. This is what next year's layout's going to be. You're going to get. A starter at the end of this year after rotation, and then next year you're gonna get these main sets and these iconics spaced out in between them. And assuming, I mean, it seems like people like the iconics right now. Assuming people continue to enjoy the iconics, ultimately, what will probably happen and is healthier for the game is iconics may not sell as many as they are now but you'll be able to sell more different iconics. And what that actually ends up meaning Mm -hmm. is you're reaching more players. Like not every player is going to buy every iconics that comes out, but if they're buying something that appeals to them that they otherwise wouldn't have purchased, that's a net positive. That's what we used to see with the micro sets with the, where the gravity feed sets or, you know, where it's uh, street fighter street fighter was its own thing. Yep bunch of people that wouldn't necessarily buy heavy into marvel or dc you're going to buy street fighter and that brings them into the game and some people who do buy heavy into marvel are like oh street fighter is cool let me buy a couple of those so you're still you're not having a net loss but like uh, brass tax spreadsheet numbers you may look at it and be like oh i don't know about this but you're actually is you're hopefully the goal is to bring more people into the game i would love to see an iconics starter that was not Marvel or DC. 
didn't they announce? Well, we got the the Sherlock Holmes, not a starter. Right. No, I'm not saying. I mean, Holmes. I want I want an iconic starter of something else. Because oh, we have our Marvel and DC. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Be- I mean, Beetlejuice. They said Beetlejuice is coming out, right? Like that. If you did a Beetlejuice iconic starter, that would be amazeballs. That would the, be uh, amazing. You do the house. You do the town. You do the the worm you do, world. You, you could do the yeah. You do worm world. You could do the bridge. You could just have around the bridge. That's what I'm saying. Like you do like a little, yeah, yeah. you do like a town and like the bridge. You do oh, yeah, the inside yeah, yeah, of the sure. house. Yeah. And then you do with all the weird sculptures. <laughs> yep, the worm world. And then you do um his cemetery. Yeah. Undelio. Yeah. Well, it's two two uh double sided maps. Bingo yeah. bango. But yeah, I mean the, even the knocked still. over tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, like even even something like Kong, right? Kong's a, a marquee release of this giant figure. That could be a starter, like because oh. it because it catches people's attention and they're like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" So you're telling me I get to buy this big old figure that looks cool, and it comes with all the stuff I need to play the game? Okay, it's different. Not, and I'm not saying I don't know. Maybe it won't work. Maybe it wouldn't work. But like, yeah. if we're trying different stuff, let's try some different stuff. Because you do what you always done, you're gonna get what you always got. Yep. Nope. But that was kind of like my question. Like, do like when you have set things, you have like a, a schedule, you draw a buzz, like you people can plan out their purchases. Yeah. So I mean, with what they're doing with the the WizKids Hero Clicks uh, Facebook page, their their great. marketing it's team is crushing it already. So yeah, just getting I don't know. If you're able to pre-plan out that far and to get it all together and do a world's presentation showing off what the next year of well, potential stuff. You don't have to show dials. You don't have to show sculpts. No. But you just have a timeline. This is what we're shooting for. Boom, boom, well, boom. And here's the other thing. If Again, we talk, we keep talking about WKOs because we love them. Yes. If, if, you, if you have a planned set schedule, you can I also align WKOs with it. You can say like – Hey, this WKO will be you yeah, to stores. You can run this as you know a a marquee pre-release for Wheels of Vengeance. Yep. Or you know, hey, we sent you Battle Royals prizing. You can use Notorious, like assuming you know, I'm saying mm-hmm. you know, you can use uh, or Next Phase. That's a set that hasn't come out. You can use Next Phase as your battle. We'll send you product to use as your Battle Royals product. Like you, you can, stores. and you can build, like you said, not just hype for retail, but hype for the event. Like, oh, I mean, everyone, everyone was that was there at Worlds was very excited. Oh, hey, we get to run Battle Royals with Notorious. We get to run Team Worlds with Notorious yeah. with a new a new set. Cool. People are happy to do that, and are happy to you know shell out a little money because it's like, all right, cool. Again, we're talking about stores. I'm gonna go into yeah. a venue. I can, uh, you know, they're running, you know, enough that I can play four battle royals. Okay, cool. I'm gonna get four boosters worth of this set that's not gonna come out for another three weeks. Like, yeah. again, that's how. And you know, maybe you even do something else where it's, hey, work out a deal. A brick of this set's the prizing, or the um, play at home kit is the prizing. Yeah. Like again, to drive up interest, to drive up excitement of like, oh man, this is awesome. 
do it for your worlds as well. Hey, this is our timeline. Here's where, you know, worlds is going to fall for the next year. Um, and, you know, for that for that year, we're going to try and have this set drop. Yeah. Right around the same time. So we can capitalize and give you guys a reason to show up to Memphis. And we had such a good time last year. Let's do it again this year. Yeah. 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 Let's break it. All right. Let's break it up a little bit. Aries is leaning back. That's why he sounds like he's in a bathroom, everybody. Does it sound like I'm that far away? It really does. <laughs> All right, just say something. I I, we were ta- we were talking and I just I have a volume like, setting. Oh, okay, there you go. That sounds better. Yeah, like I don't want to be. I'm, see, I want to be. See, Simeon. Over like I said asshole. something. See, Simeon. I said something. Well, what did he say? No, just an old joke to other thing you knew about. I'm just a callback. That's all. What a dick. <laughs> so yeah, ginger question of the uh, of the episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's one. Like we got to get to this one too. Then we have a couple questions, I think, and I think we're that's all I have. Um, take a DC actor and put them in a Marvel movie role, and then take a Marvel actor and put them in a DC movie role. They don't have to correspond. So if you pull Michael Keaton for a movie, you don't have uh-huh. to then. Put that Marvel character in as Batman. So the fact that you said Michael Keaton makes me laugh because that was the joke I was going to make. Because it's like Michael Keaton's Vulture. Like, oh yeah, no. <laughs> some of these actors have just gone back and forth. Like, meh. there are quite a few. I I made this poll immediately, and it does correspond too, which was crazy. Because I liked the way that both of them represented their character. Mm-hmm. In each franchise, but now having seen them act for a while, and they may be interchangeable almost as well. But I would love to see Chris Hemsworth as Aquaman. Okay, because he's that kind of Curry, like the blonde, mm-hmm. and then have Momoa play Thor. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, to me, and I've said this, like, Momoa's Namor. Like, Momoa's much better. Is Like, if you're talking about as far oh. as Aquaman versus Namor, Momoa's not Aquaman. Momoa's Namor. Momoa's Momoa, Namor, 100%. And he can, he can pull off that vicious streak, too. He can do that. I mean, he could be that 90s Namor where he had the long, you know, dark hair. So, oh, that's fine. We'll do that. And then... um I never get into the fan casting. That's why all these questions I'm always like, whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> um, so that was DC to Marvel. So now you got to do Marvel to DC. I know. You want me to set it up for you to try and like make you pick for like a role or? No. You know what? Let's piss everybody off. Oh man. Um. So wait, are we saying now or are we saying at any point? Like I can pick a, I at can any pick point a, in time. Okay. Any point in time. Okay. So let's do uh, Andrew Garfield as the Flash. Oh, that's amazing. Right. Oh, that's such a good pull. He has that frantic energy where he yep. can be that. He can be that Barry, but yep. he's also. I mean, I don't care. I will stand for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man all day long. Um. Absolutely. He's, he's that lovable. He has that lovable loser, a little bit of a vibe to him, too, of like you, you want to pull for him. You want him to win the day. 
He's so, got yeah. that nerdy science look to him as well. Of yep. all three, he's the science. He's the science one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the other two, I like Tom Hiddleston's probably the Tom Hiddleston. No. Nope. That's not him. That's Loki. Tom Holland. Tom Thank Holland. Thank you. The other Tom H. Yeah. Um, he has like the high school look, and he has he's probably the the better Spider Man of them all. But he's not. I, I when he does science stuff, yeah, I don't buy not, it. I no. buy Garfield. Yeah. Definitely don't buy Tobey Maguire, and that's why they're no. like, no, 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 make him come out of his arms. Yeah, yeah, hell with it. He doesn't need science. I'm kind of yeah. a scientist to- myself. Toby has the sad sack part of Parker, but he doesn't have the genius yes. part of Parker. The downtrodden Parker. Yeah. He's like from the um the animated. He's the fat Parker. He just shows up like <laughs> Peter B. Yeah. Peter B. Yep. Yeah, he's Peter B. Uh, I ruined it again. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Garfield being the Flash. That's a good one. I like that one a lot. He played that that kind of character in Rent. Did you ever see the the Rent movie he did? The biopic there? I was going to say, he was never in Rent. He was in... Um, he did boom. the movie... Yeah, he did about the movie... The cre- about- yeah, yeah. But yes. it's about... It, that's, it's For those that don't know... It's the creator it's of Rent. It's that... And it's, it, it's, the sh- it's literally the show before Rent. Like, yes. it's about the show he put on that got him on just enough attention. The one-man show. And then him writing, like, up to Rent. Yeah. Because he dies of a fucking infection or something. Yeah, before he, Rent yeah, actually very, debuts. Yeah. But him doing oh him doing that song. Oh, I love uh, it. No, I love that movie. Uh, I like I sometimes I will just put on the um it's twenty is it twenty something? Or no, nineteen something. Uh it's, yes. it's a, days are getting shorter. But like I love Oh yeah, it. I'll watch the whole ten minute performance he does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because he well, have you if you ever watched because you can find the actual like bootleg footage on a camcorder of the original yep. guy doing it, and him doing it. It's when you put them together, you're like, "Oh yeah, no, this oh. he understood this guy. He, he got, got the it. assignment." <laughs> yeah. Did you hear like the story behind it? What? Um. Oh God, who put on that movie? Oh, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. Thank you. That's who it was. Yeah. So apparently, him and Andrew Garfield go to like the same massage therapist. Okay. And like. Lynn Manuel Miranda was there and they got to talking about Andrew and the guy uh Lynn asked hey does, does he sing and he's like yeah he sings and then like the next time he saw Andrew he's like hey man you gotta learn how to sing because I told <laughs> he's like what I told Lynn Manuel Miranda you know how to sing and he's like what because, <laughs> and yeah I took a year to learn how to sing basically I was like you told him I what yeah I told them that. I think it was like, I, I want to say it's a massage therapist or a chiropractor something. or something like that. Yes. So there's two things I've learned from carnies um, and in life. A, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And to go along with that, always say yes. Just, just say yes and yep. then just swing for it. Because guess what? A lot of people who are really bad at their jobs have better jobs than you because they just went, nah, yeah, I can do that. And yeah, then just try you. just. Work to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to ice skate, but we're here doing the hockey movie. Yeah, fuck it. Yep, we're winging it. Um, I did that. I did that. I think that's that's all the questions that I had and all the topics that I wanted to go over. Where are you at, sir? Quince next is Facebook page. Questions. Boom. 
going to start there. Then I'm going to do some HIEs, but it's oh, my page, so I'll start with my page. Do it. Mr. Edison Lee, who I got to meet at Memphis. Uh, any thoughts on Wheel of Vengeance so far? I enjoy the Legacy Ghost Rider. Looking forward to having him on the field again. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Wheels of Vengeance has been pretty fantastic. Um, it's it's a smaller it's it's a smaller set like i've talked about before which yep. with four figure boosters okay good like we um I, w- I still have a couple dials to do from today but right now we have all the commons done and the commons end at like 15 or 16 that's cool yeah so that's where it's like it's it's even though because oh it's only you get one less figure it's easier to collect there's not 150 game elements to collect you know yeah. Um, I have always loved peanut bases. I will probably always call them peanut bases. I know they're not anymore. I'm still gonna call them that. Um, now it looks like in the like with the the hit cards, Wizkids mm-hmm. is going with extended bases, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just, I I like I always liked them. So like to get a set that has a bunch of them. You know, and it's just the the hand ninja on his stupid little motorcycle, like hunched over, just cracked me up. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Having a smoke bomb, like yep. ninja vanish, <laughs> like it's hilarious. Yeah, right? It's what I love about the game of just stupid shit. Yes, but you're also getting those extended bases at like every level and stuff too. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, we're seeing good generics as well. We saw a zombie. Not to be confused with Zuvumbi. Yeah. Um, what do we have? We had um Mummy. Uh, we had mummy. mummy. Yep. Mummy. Werewolf. Werewolf. Like. Yep. I'm uh, cool with a it. Yeti. Yeti. Yep. That was cool. Like I was like, all right, cool. Like we're sticking with cool yeah. generics, doing cool stuff. Awesome. This feels then, a lot like Amazing Spider-Man, where it was yes. a lot of the monsters and le- and I loved. I always loved that set. Yep. I was. That's. It's still a very classic set. Yeah. Very classic set. Um, so I like getting Marvel horror because they're fun. Yes. They're fun characters. I mean, we got uh, Brother Voodoo. Yeah. That was that was nice to see with, the, like, the monkey paw. Like, that's that's a cool super rare uh, prime. We've got um, Calder cosplaying as the Rawhide Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he can ride a horse. Not a, like like a little stolen valor there, Calder. If you can't ride a horse, I don't. I'm not going to respect you as a ranch hand if you can't ride a horse. Now I mean, maybe he, he can. Plays as Captain America, I've never seen him ride a motorcycle either. Oh yeah, can you draw Calder? Because Captain America, the real Captain America, Steve Rogers, is an artist. Mm-hmm. So you know. Yep. <laughs> can you fondue? Poor, poor Calder. Do you like to do the fondue? <laughs> Uh, you guys um, do it. Second part of Edison's question. <clears throat> nice. This coming Tuesday in the wrestling world is going to be interesting. Yes. WWE, I still hate saying that, is bringing their big guns out. Do you think they will succeed? It feels kind of desperate to me. So do you you understand what he's talking about, right? I have no. I, know, I, I think uh, Cena's going to NXT. Well, so NXT's on Tuesdays. Yes. And because Warner Brother Discovery loves fucking with wrestling schedules, Dynamite is also going to be on Tuesday. So they're running head to head again. 
And it's the yeah. first time they've run head to head since NXT tucked its tails between its legs and moved to Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> don't know. Listen, I will call New York out on their stupid bullshit. It was just a developmental territory when they were losing in the ratings every week. It's just our developmental. It's just our developmental. But before that, it was a third brand. It was the third brand on equal pairing with, well, with Raw and SmackDown. You also have to look at it, though, in two different lights as well. I don't have when to do it, anything. When it was – shut up. When it was a third brand, it was the black and gold brand. It had – all of those guys that tucked their tails and ran to AWE, like Adam Cole and all those guys. So you can't even you say be, shit. You mean, bet, you mean bet on themselves? No. No, that's my thing about the black and gold brand. Um, I don't think it was that good. And when I say that, what I mean is people – hold on. Let me finish my thought before you Go jump ahead. down. Go for when it. People, when people are like, oh, my God, Hunter's a genius. But it's like, no. Hunter took all the best talent from the indies – and had William Regal, who has a great wrestling mind, make him a good show. Hunter, when left to his own devices, does not do a good job. And I don't hate Hunter, but like he ha- he's had creative reign, and it's he still has does a he, bus- yes, he still does he, a bunch of yes, and he still does a bunch of stupid <laughs> Vince shit and stupid shit on his own. And even when he was still in control of NXT. I heard people after Malachi got called up after you know Cole stayed there forever, but you know after a bunch of that yeah. influx got called up, oh NXT's not as good as it used to be. Yeah, you know why? Because it's not NXT. NXT was never good. The talent were good, and now they are continuing to try and push their homegrown talent, which has never worked for them ever. Like all of Vince's mm-hmm. success has come from the company's success has come. There's only two homegrown talents in the history of the company, John Cena, which came from OVW, which was run as a territory, but he still, Mm -hmm. they, you know, it was in uh, contract with New York. So he counts. It was a training territory. Right. And the rock and the rock comes from a family tradition of the Samoans. So like you don't really get to call him homegrown either. So you don't get, you don't get Brock Lesnar. No. Why? He was over. Okay. Because when I also say this, Brock Lesnar was never, is not a superstar on the level of Stone Cold, The Rock, John Cena. Brock Lesnar is a top wrestling talent, but he was never a, like Stone Cold, people forget, Stone Cold was going on Regis and Kathy Lee and being a massive draw at the height of his wrestling ability. Brock Lesnar was not going on Regis and Kathy Lee or these talk shows as a draw. He was a wrestler. No, he was too busy winning the UFC Heavyweight Championship. And well, he was a wrestler. The biggest then. Draw, he wasn't a wrestler then. draw in combat wrestling. I don't care about that. I, no. <laughs> no, now you're just. Because. No, no, it. no. Because, okay, even. Okay, Brock give him was, that. No, Brock no, hold on, hold on. Carrying the business at that Give him time, that. Give him that. No. Austin was on his way out. All when Bro- hold on, on hold on. You have to listen to the words too. You when Brock, to, like, when listen. Brock, when Brock was in UFC, he was not in wrestling. He specifically left wrestling, so Brock wasn't carrying anything when he was in UFC. I'm not talking about when he's in UFC. I'm talking about when he was also first coming in from OVW. Yeah, it was him and Kurt Angle, another homegrown guy as well. They just happened mm-hmm. to have that. Yes, 
He no. just happened to have – where did he come from then? The Olympics. Like, this is okay. the thing. They plucked guys who were good at wrestling and put them in professional. So is but Kurt, hold is on, Kurt Goldberg was, and WCW homegrown? Yeah, yeah. I don't really they're, care about Goldberg because Goldberg's also not good. But they're the, same, they're the same thing though. He was a sports <laughs> entertainer. You had two guys that were amazing in Minnesota and the Olympics and things like that, and they got plucked up by the WWE as homegrown talent because they looked at them and said. You guys know wrestling. Now we're going to polish you and know sports entertainment. So you don't have thing. to do the hard part. A, Kurt was a prodigy. So, like, you can, to compare their rest, their sport, their, their pro wrestling talent, Kurt is a better pro wrestler than Brock Lesnar has ever been. Well, Secondly, yeah. yeah, okay. So, so, so when I say Kurt's not homegrown, it's because he was a prodigy. He took to the business in a way that others did like Brock did not take to the business the way that Kurt did. Kurt got so, it. You're making my point though. Cause John Cena did the same thing. So John Cena's homegrown talent, but Kurt angle isn't because he's a prodigy because John Cena is a, no, you're not listening to my other part. John Cena is a bigger star mainstream star than Kurt angle. Like I love Kurt. I, there's, there's a difference between being big in wrestling and being a mainstream star. Stone Cold grew the business of wrestling because he was a mainstream star. But the Rock grew the business. That. That's I am. Talking, you may not said, be, but I am. Homegrown talent. I said it's. They're I betting on out. their homegrown, not m- mega stars. And I said it's the WWE is them. betting on their homegrown talent, and you said there's only been two, which is not true, because Kurt Angle is homegrown talent. And is a megastar and did a shitload for rest. It made wrestling seem legitimate. I'm a gold freaking medalist. I'm going to drink my milk and do all my like as someone who is amateur, as someone who is amateur wrestling with coaches at the time. No, it didn't. (laughs) It didn't make wrestling feel uh, uh, legitimate. You can point to somebody. The same thing as Brock Lesnar. That guy's a gold medalist. That guy's a UFC heavyweight champion. When you, when Those Brock guys were back. a few monkey straws, and they were WWE homegrown. I did – hold on. I did misspeak because normally when I make the point, and the point that I was making is that the superstars the, – the superstars that grew the business. Brock did not grow the business. I'm sorry. He didn't. Um, but we weren't talking about that. We were talking I about – I was, but I forgot to say it. I'm like we I'm telling talking, you now. So that's, I'm telling that's you why now. I'm arguing that point. You're just, you're just changing the goalposts again. No, I'm clarifying why I was saying what I was saying. I also I really don't view Kurt as homegrown for the reasons I said. Um, he didn't wrestle for anybody besides the WWE, and then went to TNA. If that's how you, if that's so, what you want to say, that's fair. I get you there. That's if they not learned, how I view. If they learn the business from one organization, that's the business. That's the organization that can state claim to them, because okay. those are the those are the trainers, those are the wrestlers. That was the organization that okay. put their money. Goldberg is not a WWE guy at all. And that's no. why he sucks. That's why he hurt Bret Hart. That's why he hurt a lot of guys. Ryback, he's not a WCW guy, but he was WWE's Goldberg. And he went out there and hurt a lot of people and was a shit wrestler. So both both organizations have had humongous fails when it comes to guys that probably could have done really good. And they just ended careers way early. 
Goldberg's still way better than Brock. And Goldberg just re- just kind of jumped on Austin's coattails. It was the right time. But that's the other Absolutely. thing. I've been, watching, I've been watching Reliving the War. And the thing that I even forgot. I forgot because at that point I was just all WWF. I didn't really watch WCW that much anymore. Is that like the like Goldberg's steam ran out before the streak ended. Like the crowd was mm-hmm. turning on him. And that's why, because people criticize when he came to uh, New York about like, oh, they just, they exposed him. They didn't play into his strengths. It's like, because his strengths are shit that don't draw money. Like, oh, I just win and never lose. Isn't that, that doesn't work. Like it works if as part of a bigger picture. But when that's all you have is, yep, I go in there. I spear people. I jackhammer them. I win. Cool. I squash. I win. I don't talk on the mic. I squash. I win. Yeah. Jade Cargill's undefeated streak better than Goldberg's undefeated streak. Yes. And Jade's even went on a little too long, but it was much better promoted. And it was because it was Goldberg's was every week, every week, whether it was literally or not every week. Jade's was presented as she's a prize fighter. So Mm -hmm. it's like every month or so she's going to come out because she's a prize fighter. Like after she had some shit, she's a prize fighter. Woman's okay. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a prize fighter right now, basically. He okay. picks and chooses when he wants to fight, but he has good storylines. Jade Cargill, okay. same thing. Good storylines build up to that big fight. But it, is, it does make me sad, because Jade had potential, and she has a great look. But she hasn't. And people talk about it. We'll see if she gets better in the ring. Like We'll see if she actually, now that she's somewhere that will train her, hopefully properly, that we'll was see 100%. if she gets better. She's now going to be be with actual... And that's wrestling talent. That's a like big Charlotte reason Flair why and people like that. that know the business. Uh, you can't say that she's not a gifted wrestler. She just, I mean, again, it's nepotism. She comes, but there's a long line of wrestling nepotism on both sides of the organizations all over. No, I know. No, I know. Nepotism I just, the ass. Right now, I got no love for Britt Baker either. So don't think it's a fucking New York versus Florida no, no. thing. Look, but, trust me, I don't. I I have no say in the in the matter. I just want to see CM Punk come back and be successful and have fun. That's the one thing is it never seemed like he had fun when he first came out. Yeah, and then it seemed like once he got a whiff of the politics and everything going on, he was like, "Oh shit, what did I step in?" Yeah. So and then it got worse when we started to hear more things about how he wanted to fight Kevin <clears throat> Owens, which would still be an amazing an amazing program because they can both tell stories very well. And the fact that AEW blocked them. So he's like, all right, so you won't release me, but you won't bring me black, my black won't bring me back. And you're blocking me. I I did the old blocking back. Anyways, but you're also blocking me from moving on with my career. So there's three things and you're giving me none of them. So I'm in purgatory at the moment. Stupid. Tony and, then Tony, and, and then Tony was afraid for his life, so he fired him. He's such an asshat. He, Tony is a rich kid playing yep. with toys. Yeah, because his dad and, owns the Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And some fo- one of the football teams over in England, one of the football clubs. Yes, that's why they have so yes. Well, they're also they they play Jack the Jaguars have played over in London for two weeks in a row now. They and have I think a, that's that's part of the deal. That's yes. the connections. That's but, why yeah. they also get the stadiums over in the UK as well because yeah. daddy. So it's nothing that Tony Khan's doing. It's oh. daddy's ties and daddy's uh, pull with but, what he has over there. 
but again, this is where I wish people had a, a appreciation for history. Because right now, Tony wants to, and the struggle that's happening right now is Tony wants to be friends with everybody. And guess what? Vince did the same thing in the 80s. Vince used to party with the boys. Brett has told stories of Vince getting drunk with the boys and taking Absolutely. their finishers. So, like, Vince learned. Like, we'll just have to see if Tony learns. Yeah, know? I have to separate work from pleasure. I'm yeah. a fan who gets to run an organization, but at some point in time, I have to step away. He needs to hire, if he wants to do good cop, bad cop, he needs to hire the bad cop. I know. Well, and that's and the that other was thing. Again, he let him go. And that's the other thing of why I always say, too, like, you can definitely, you can look overall of what I loved about WWF and versus when it's not. Like, Vince had Pat Patterson possibly the best one of the best if not the best finish man in the business yeah you know he briscoe, had jr he had briscoe was briscoe was there but briscoe patterson used to like literally patterson, vince briscoe better excuse me vince and patterson champ? patterson mm-hmm. he was the, technically they on paper they call him that yes big it's mcmahon history um oh, it's oh yeah it's kind of like the rockers never being a tag team champion but they were right yeah, Patterson won a tournament in the country he never traveled to. Um, but <laughs> no, no. But like it used to, Vince and uh, Pat used to sit out by the pool and book the whole year. Like so, they, so like Briscoe was there, and I love Jerry. Nothing against Jerry, but like Patterson was a different level with Vince. Yeah. And then when you move, when he got p- older, you had Cornette, you had Jr., you had people who understood the business and Bobby how to Heenan. draw money and learned from other people. That were telling like help like that's why like when I look at it like my favorite years in WWF are ninety seven and ninety eight. I loved ninety nine, but ninety seven and ninety eight and ninety seven ninety eight were basically the NWA with Vince's theatrics. Like the mm-hmm. wrestling was the NWA. Yeah, it was much brutal, more brutal and bloody, and vi- yes. and physical. And it was I don't like you because I want to be the best. And then it was just Vince's fireworks and packages and shit. So, like, that was the perfect melding. Choppy, choppy, pure PP. That was later. That was, like, the early 2000s. No, it was, it was, uh, fuck. I just, again, I just watched it reliving the war. Because Val didn't debut until, like, I think that was, like, late 98 into 99. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it in high school years, too. I'm like, yeah. I was, he like, was a freshman when I went. To <laughs> he was gym. at SummerSlam 98, but that was before the whole Kai and Tai thing, I think. Mm. But maybe not. I Maybe it's, it's a th- blur. I'm thinking it was probably like 99, 2000 when it happened. Maybe 2001. I was still in high school when it happened. Well, no, because that's right to censor was 2000-ish, and that's when Val went pure. So like Kai and Tai was 98. It was so just it might later. have been like, yeah, 90. Yeah, all right. Choppy, choppy. Yeah, I mean, and again, it? it wasn't all gold. That's the other thing that people forget when they, any of this no, stuff. No, like, there was a lot of stinkers. And it's pick, pick, pick your favorite, pick your favorite territory, your favorite company, your favorite era. There are bad matches and angles in it. But it's what I've yelled about for Tony forever. Tony needs a Booker. Tony, pick your favorite wrestler, and they've had a shit gimmick at some point in time. Oh yeah, like all of them, every well, single one. Like, not Kurt. Angle. I, I, I Kurt, think not I Kurt Henning either. 
I think the big period when he was on like a hundred Percocets a day, that was probably the bad one right there. But that's not a gimmick. That was just him having a bad time. <laughs> but it looks like a gimmick. <laughs> or probably him and the whole st- saga with um, what's his face, Double J. That's a bad look and a bad. Ugh. Oh, with uh, Karen Angle. I still yeah. call her that just because I'm a that's dick. That's just that's ugly. Uh, Kurt again, Henning, not... you're probably right. Rick Rude. Yeah, probably another one. But see, that's that's what I like. The guys that came out of the territories generally, like poor uh, poor Red Rooster there, he got fucked a little bit. But fucking Dusty, Dusty got put in polka dots and just didn't give a fuck. He just kept going and said, "Whatever, I'm the dream baby." Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) but anyway, was that one of the that was Terry Taylor? I couldn't think of his name. Texas Tornado was the other one I'm thinking of. That was that was uh, uh, Kerry Von Eric. Yeah, Joey Pegleg. Yes. So anyway, that back to Edison's Jesus, back to Edison's actual back Sorry, to Edison's Edison. actual question. Oh boy, that's what I was gonna say was people want the war back so much because they remember it as such an exciting time, and it's not like it's just it's just not Neither, like Tony's trying to do his thing right or wrong, mm-hmm. and Hunter's doing his thing right or wrong, and now you got TKO doing shit. So whatever. Yeah, who else we got? Didn't NWA just buy someone too? I, who knows? I think I don't yeah, know if Billy Corgan's doing on YouTube. I don't care. <laughs> you don't want to go for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> when that when they first came out on YouTube, I tried watching it, and there was some good stuff because I'm like, okay, this is different. And it's on YouTube. I'll watch it. And then you know, crazy shit happened, and COVID happened, and then they went behind a paywall, and I'm like. Nah, like it was cool, but uh, not enough for me to pay you money. Not, yeah, you don't have any draws. Like maybe I, I'll go to GCW before I'll go to NWA. Fuck GC. No, I'll go no, watch Mox. GCW. I'll go fuck watch it. Mox do something stupid. No. Would, if Cardona, if they were to come close and Cardona would be doing something, I would go and see GCW. No. Just to see Card. Cardona is probably peak wrestling right now. I Cardona's wish Cardona still killing it. I wish he was, I mean, good for him, but I wish he was in like NWA or fucking AEW. I'd love to watch him in AEW. He's in TNA or whatever, what do they call themselves now? Is he in Impact? Impact. Yeah, Impact. Yeah, he's over there with, uh, what's his face there? As a tag team, every once in a while I see him. Okay. Uh, People tell me, people tell me Impact, like as a wrestling show, is actually pretty good week to week. It is. But it's one of those things where it's like, but nobody watches it, so. That's the problem. No. They're like they're like TNA of old in a smaller arena and not sold out. <laughs> so then I, I can't remember if I told you or I'll say it on, on air. It doesn't matter. So the Wednesday after Worlds, Impact okay. was taping at oh. Memphis at Graceland. No way. Yes, because I've heard the results now from those taped shows. Oh, yeah, I know. That would have been cool. And I had I had a wedding to perform that weekend, so that's where I'm like, if I didn't, maybe I'd try to do something. But like, I got to get back. <laughs> well, last year they had a they had a wrestling ring in the fourth. Yeah, because um, they were shooting. Um, they were uh, shooting uh, Young Little Rock. Rock or whatever. Yeah, they were, Little, Little Rock. Rock. Little Rock. <laughs> Pebble. Little Rock. Stone. Little Stone. All right. Jeez, Louise, we're all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Garrett. Garrett gave me that feedback in the hallway where he's like, I love the show. I tune out a little bit when you guys start talking wrestling, but I love oh, man, the show. He's, he's already turned it off. Nope. Bye. <laughs> no, just skip ahead. It's fine. You're we'll spiraling. 223 is when we get to. We'll put that in the show notes. 
<laughs> skip the two. Once you start hearing Edison Lee's questions and hear wrestling, skip wow. the two twenty three. So Garrett told me that, and I can't remember who else told me that. And then Edison's like, I love when you guys talk wrestling. So I'm like, okay. You get, you get uh, him and uh, Marcus. Yeah. You get like a bunch of people that are like, I love the wrestling talk. And you're like, do you? Um. So then next question. Rob Peterson. Good old Rob. If you had to rate the hug I gave you at Worlds, what rating would you give it from 1 to 10? 1 being akin to hugging a sweaty sack of potatoes, and oh, 10 being Aries who? I just found me a new co-host. Damn. Solid 7. Ooh. A respectable 7. Now, Rob, when you listen to this, because I know you'll listen to this, do not take that as a slight. I have had some life-changing hugs in my time. I have had mm. some hugs that have made me feel valued as an entity on this planet. So when I say seven, you're still in like the top 10% of all time hugs. So, so it's a little in between. So it's kind of like Aries, Aries. Whoa, you're a sweaty bag of mashed potatoes. <laughs> a so, sweaty bag of mashed potatoes. You don't go. He's not as lumpy as a, a sack of. <laughs> he's a little more smooth than that. I don't I don't want to know how you're getting a sweaty bag of mashed potatoes. <laughs> Dan a Smith. Mash, a lot of mashing. I don't know. Dan Smith. I don't even know what this question means, but we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Jeez Louise. I know it's supposed to be about clicks, but between the two of you, who is the bigger circle jerk? I don't think he knows what a circle jerk is. Because nope. one person can't be a circle jerk. <laughs> Need a circle. Yep. The whole point. Minimum of three, because if it's two, you're just jerking each other off. And here we are. <laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> Sorry, I got me. <clears throat> Garrett, who is not happy about our wrestling talk. <clears throat> Loving how those assassins are looking good. So many options for a 300-point game. Thoughts on some assassin teams? I mean, they're all. If we saw anything at Team Worlds, is that assassin teams were pretty prominent and they they cleaned up pretty well. Uh, I love that you can build a really good like assassin team for pulp even. Mm -hmm. Like because we have Talon, we have Lincoln, we have uh, Roz. Roz. And then you have the assassins, and then what is it's the assassins, and there's one other one. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Court of Owl? No, it was like, and it's ah, uh, I I'd have to look them up, but I thought there was like two different ones. There was like an assassin, and then like another longer. There's the hold on, maybe it is. But anyways, I pulled up the Court of Owls assassin, a league assassin. There you go. There's the two. Because you have okay. Coral yeah, Assassin yeah. and League yeah. Assassin. All right. So you have two different kinds of assassins doing two different <clears> things. <throat> and then you have a, a good chunk of named characters also coming in with the assassin. A Deadshot, I believe, also has assassin uh, in the rare spot. Deathstroke from Batman Team Up, who's yes. already a really good figure in Pulp. Assassin. Assassin. That's right. I was looking at older stuff too because like Pogger Pog Prize, which I just need more excuses to run Pogger Pog Assassin. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! Yes, it is. Yeah. There's so it's uh, 
So is the Wolverine rare from the OP set. Oh. Yeah. That comes with the uh the, the other Mara <clears throat> Well, no, remember There's in the two OP, different in the OP the swords don't come with them. Which one am I thinking of then? Uh you're probably thinking the main set. He's not assassin, I don't think. Because he's not showing up. In the slop. Yes, but he mm-hmm. has the he has the trait though. Right? Yeah, he's sword bearer trait. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, you can okay, play okay, like different you. Masamuras and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Masamuras. Masamuras. There's two different Masamuras. Muramasa. I just reread that, by the way, on Masamuras. Comicsology. Yeah, I actually, horrible. I read the whole crossover. So I'll get oh, a yes. feedback I, on that, too. I read that on a trip I went to Florida a couple, a little while back. Because I, I read the series I was reading when it came out, but I was missing mm-hmm. pieces. So, here's what you don't do. You don't promote an event in a story of, like, we're going to have this tournament with all these swords and then have, like, 90% of the things they do have nothing to do with the swords. Yeah. That was just a real stupid bait. And I I get it where they got to, but, like, at the end of the day, it's like, you should have just done the war. Like, who cares? (laughs) The combatants. But really shined up the combatants. Yeah. What else do you think for assassin? You good? Uh, yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of there's a lot of good options for. I mean, freaking sports master from Batman team ups an assassin. I'm like, yeah, assassin. let's do that. I like him. Azrael from the Iconics Nightfall. Oh, he's super good. Don't uh, sleep like on it. his. I mean, having Leap Climb, people have like kind of like poo pooed him having Leap Climb, but he is super good. Mm-hmm. Super. He can deal damage without having to attack with his smoke cloud marker. Leg- Legacy Phantasm. Like, there's a lot of good. Oh. And we're only. I mean, Orb from Wheels of Vengeance already has Assassin, so we're already getting more. Yeah. I mean, I also like the dolphin symbol, like the the water characters. We have a bunch of those out there right now too, and a lot of them in Croc the rare. Rock has Assassin. Really? I guess. Unless I did it wrong. Oh, possible, I mean, it makes but... sense. He's he kind of in some storylines he was an assassin. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, blaming Black Manta, which yes, yeah. Black I mean, traditionally... Killer Croc was also in the Arkham Origins game. He was an assassin as well, so he's he's moonlighted yeah. as an assassin. I get if you're in if you're in Gotham and you are paid to kill people, which is ninety percent of the people in Gotham, you're an assassin. See that <laughs> counting over there? He's assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll diversify your portfolio, and he'll he'll kill your uh, your mother-in-law. Assassin for the little, children. Little, little skim off the top there for it. Yep, gotta diversify your bonds. All right, HIE. We only got like two questions, really. First one, Quinn Cook. From what you have seen from the Scotty P videos, what character, not dial, Ooh. are you most looking forward to in Wheels of Vengeance? Mm. Uh, dead air i'm trying to think because i also saw i think somebody on hc realms somebody posted a screenshot of what all like the leaked figures characters were so i don't know I, what is real and what's not real I but it say, seems i never buy into it just because we've had how many fake leaks in the past like whatever we'll get I mean, there I, when we get there so i was just talking about it too so i guess i'll hammer it home because there was some some uh, back and forth about it today on one of the, the pages. Um, I want 
the Namor on the shark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, again, yeah. it's an amazing looking sculpt. It's got the dolphin symbol. Like you play him and you play a Kamo, you play a King Shark, you play a couple I mean Black Manta, we've got a couple Aquamans, I think at like the rare spot there too, or just like yeah. playing like a big uh dolphin th- meta, a modern like meta team, like competitive modern team. Dolphins are gonna are gonna wipe up. If you can get that map roll and you can get on the drowned Atlantis throne room yeah. there. Which I'm happy to have a water map. I want more water maps. We need more diversified <laughs> like maps. Like that yeah. are just yeah. Which again to have is why I'm happy to get old reprints, because some of the older maps are really good or can be tweaked, you know. Yes. Like, yeah, I really I really enjoy the reverse maps as well, where you're starting off on like elevation two. Oh yeah, mid- yeah, yeah, like the middle's a big ass hole. Yeah, yeah. I so like you. I, I can jump in the hole and not have to worry about you sniping me because you have to come to you have to come to me basically. Yeah. Like now you have to come to the edge and hope you can see me while I'm down there, but I'm gonna try and get up to you quickly with the new elevation rules and stuff. I can hop yeah. up. Whoop. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the sculpt was actually handed around at the fan appreciation event, so I forgot that I could say it. Uh, Kathan. Oh he's, yes, he's he's Cthulhu. He's not, but he's legally distinct Cthulhu. Um, and he's uh, the sculpt is gorgeous. Like he just, I think it's gonna be cool. It's just upper torso, isn't it? Yeah, and he's like like Cthulhu. He's coming out of smoke or whatever. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Again, goofy, I like monsters. Goofy, man. goofy I wish they would bring back shit. the horror clicks and stuff. Like or like the um, what was undead. it called? The undead, undead set. Like I would really like. I don't know. I, know. I, know. I like goblins and ghouls. <laughs> All right, Aries. I Price. like them. Um, and then Mr. William K. Holland, our good friend, rank the Black Lanterns from best to worst. No. <laughs> I'll, no. I'll i'll take a swing they're all they're all fantastic in their own way they they're it's some of the best synergy we've seen with with chases i guess i guess i would say the they're best not, is gonna they're be non chases go ahead they're non chases there are non chases that are black lanterns Yes, yes, you have Necron and you have like Black Hand and stuff like that. Yes, yes absolutely. And in my but opinion, Necron's a Necron's, Necron's a must play. Necron's a must play. If he you're makes, playing Black Lanterns, you have to play Black. You have to play. He's Necron. he's the best because he makes your chases even better. Yeah. If there's if they like they play very well together, but they play at a whole different pace if you're playing Necron. So if you're yeah. not if you're playing the if the chases are just what you're asking about. Like I guess Green Arrow and Hal are the better two, or the harder to get to because they don't come in the God Pack. So those are going to be the two you're going to chase the most because they're the harder to get. I guess is a, is a better way of saying it. I really uh, but like Necron is but, your top. Yeah. Go ahead, no, you're good. Let's say I really like the black, uh, black. I really like Batman and Aquaman too because that's just it. he said from yes. best to worst. He didn't say dials. He just said best to worst. And like Aquaman is tier one. Tier S die, uh, sculpt. Sculpt. Like I am. I pulled him in a pre-release, and I was very ecstatic because mm-hmm. 
I have the Super Friends Aquaman, so I can have Seahorse and Undead Seahorse uh, right next to each other, riding into battle. <laughs> I don't have that one still. That's one of the the ones I don't have is that one. But um, Martian Manhunter is is yeah, uh, also good. S just for the fact that we don't get enough Martian Manhunter. It's true. It's true. Like we had the animated ones and stuff like that, and that's fine. But like I still need another good print of Martian Manhunter on the Oreo cookie throne yeah like for those that don't know go check out was it brave and the bold yes i guess i said he's from go check out that sculpt just him he has a in the comics he has a an obsession with uh oreo cookies choke with choco cookies excuse me choco cookies you are correct and so yeah he's got he's got self-control issues <laughs> that's the best way to put it it's gonna be a footless martian manhunter because the beaties <laughs> is going to be real. Pounding down the oh. sleeves. This, yeah. is Drax. this is Drax cool, too. Like, uh, Black Lanterns have always had good representation. Like, there's never bad Black Lanterns, really. But for everybody to kind of be like, oh, poo-poo, Namor is a chase again. I have two super rare prime Wonder Womans that can never be played together. I have the the black there's the Black Lantern one from the Wonder Woman 80th set, and mm-hmm. then there's the one from Batman Team Up. And it's like they can never be fielded at the same time. That sucks. You can at least field the damn Namors together. When people, <clears throat> a lot of times people complain about something being made as a chase. Like I said, I said back when Future Foundation was coming out, right? No, when Fantastic Four was coming out. Because people were saying, oh, God, Emperor Doom, he's got to be an Ultra Chase. And I'm like, no, let him just be a Chase. And people are like, why? I go, because I've never pulled an Ultra Chase. I've pulled Chases. Yeah. I want to pull him. So it lasts a lot of time, people, because they they want to. The, like, he's a beautiful sculpt. It's awesome. Yeah. So they want to pull him. They So that's why, like, why has he got to be a Chase again? And it's like, I, I don't completely disagree, but, like. It's also one of those things we don't have control over. So, like, yeah, and why bitch about it? <laughs> but also, but. like, historically too, you can look through the, all the sets. You're not gonna get that same sculpt down in the in the commons or uncommons. Like, you're like, yeah. if they want to really highlight that it's this specific Namor, they have to, I guess, plug it in. Like, look at the where the most dynamic sculpts are. Yeah, and put put it together like you're not going to see that's that black lantern sea unicorn aquaman down no. hanging out in the uncommons no you're going to get aqua you're going to get like aquaman standing on like a tentacle a tent- exactly <laughs> a little bloop out of the bottom of the dial you're going to get that guy and he's going to be for, like hanging off the side of the tentacle and for people just, that don't get it like don't understand why that happens it's because just fewer of the higher rarities get produced. So like you can go a little more with the mold because you don't have to worry about breakage and blah, 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 blah. Like that's part of why you go simpler with lower rarities is because they're not going to break and you're going to produce a shit ton of them. You're going to have 10 extra commons and uncommons. When you, when you open a case, you're not going to have, Oh man, I got all these damn, Shark Namor is kicking around. This is a bad time for me. But again, they they made mention of it years ago. They're gonna put 
some more money into the sculpts, and they have. Yeah. Again, we're kind of seeing them trend in the higher rarity level, which, okay, but like, they still spent enough in the common slot where I'm not getting. We still got Superman. a polar bear that looks gorgeous in That's the true. common or uncommon. I forget what they are technically, but like lower common. rarity. We got that. Those polar bears look awesome. The Gorilla oh, City Warriors look awesome. Oh um, God, yeah, I forgot right? about them. Yeah, you know, so it's like they are also figuring other stuff out. But yeah, I don't know. It's a good the, the paint. The paint has been phenomenal. Yeah, it's not the most dynamic of poses, but again, paint. It comes down to the quality of that. It doesn't look like just a big white blob. There's actually like some shading and like some, like, yeah. you know, some wash to it and stuff. But no, that's to go back to Cathan when you're like, isn't that just his torso? But like I said, you can only pose the human body so many ways. So like, Absolutely. let's get let's get weird with it. Like, let's have like imagine, you know, a polar bear where the sculpt is just like this glacial wall and the polar bear is like just coming through to get you. But yeah. it's not a full body. It's just like, rah, you know. Like well, he's also not? a big character, so it's easier yeah. for them to give us a Cathan yeah, yeah. without being like, all right, we have to try and mash a two by two into this set somehow. It's like, yeah. no, 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 just make him a jet. Was he a giant? I don't remember. I have the picture. I don't remember. He's a giant or colossal, obviously. But you, how do you make him look big? You represent <sighs> right. him, but because only I don't know his neck and his head's coming out of the dial because he's so big. Yeah. So you can just imagine, you know, the rest of him. Like, they can't just do, oh, we can't just do that guy. Because, again, like, that, but yeah. No, I know. It's like Master Mold. Master Mold busting out of the, the mountains. And some people are like, oh, I'm getting half a figure. It's like, no. Like, that's from the cartoon mm-hmm. that that sculpt's based on. You know? That's why it's awesome. Mine's, yes. in, the other, mine's in the other room, I know. Otherwise, I would have grabbed No, because I was like, oh, wow, like, that is... That yeah. is right. I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, it is Kim Pussing out of a mountain. But yeah. yeah. You know, good stuff. Um we'll see. We'll see what else wheels. Because there's still a bunch of stuff we don't know. There's still a bunch of figures oh, we still don't a, know. A ton. But was, uh did he pull a chase today? Yes. Spirit Rider? I didn't code it yet. Oh, that's what I'm gonna do after we're done recording. Um, and it's one of the ones I think that's glow in the dark. I think, huh? Hero glow, spirit rider. I'll have to look him up and see what his dealio is. I've never heard of him, but he's like he's all orange. I think like all of that the flame glow in the dark reactive stuff. So it's oh. like just marching fire, just riding fire just on a horse. Johnny Storm on a horse, flame on. <laughs> and he also showed off all the legacies, like oh, not all the cards, but all the skulls. What was he missing? He said he was missing one. Uh, I didn't watch the video. I don't remember. <laughs> I I posted it. I didn't have time. I was in training today. I share it. I give him a like. Yep. I, so I look at it when I give him a like. Hey. I got I, I got too much other stuff going on to sit and watch hey. a 30 minute video unboxing stuff. Thumbs up, Fonzie. Hey. Nah, I, from what I saw from the other videos, fantastic as always. A lot of backstory. I, I enjoy the fact that he takes the time to, like, I don't know if he's reading them or if he's rereading them or whatever, but he knows he can't knock him. He knows his shit. Makes me think that he just reads comics all day. Just glued to a 
a comicsology account, just iPad in hand. <laughs> Get away from me. I have to read this. I mean, every single set, he died. He can tell you spinoff stories. All that high school football money he made. <laughs> That's what it is. I think That's we're tapped. I we're done. We're done so. <laughs> Thank Again. you, everyone, for submitting questions. Yep. Thank you um, for your support. Actually, I'm going to slip this in at the end, and then we can get out of here. Ooh. Uh, just slip it in. Um, as always, consider <laughs> it's not a thing. Consider um, supporting patreon.com slash clicksnexus. This last week was hell, and I had to give my man some money because he came through for me. Yes, I actually pay a professional to work on Nexus. No, more than you know. Um, but yeah, so, but you know, it costs money, it costs time. You know, we had to move servers. I still got to iron some bugs out and whatever, but we've also upgraded. So I've said this privately. I'm going to say it publicly here. I know how much traffic the site gets. If every person that used Nexus gave me as little as $2 a month, I would have literally thousands of dollars a month that I would turn around and put back into the site. I would develop mm-hmm. an app. I would do things in the community with that money. You don't have to give me that money, but I'm just saying, if you use the site, if you appreciate what I do, $2 a month can do more than you know. And it, I appreciate it. Like I really do. And that's why I try to give back as much as I do, but I can't top that. I can't. I use mine for shipping when I do giveaways for the Patreon. Like I, that's literally what it is. I, I put it back into the Patreon members. I try. I mean, shit. We both got uh, unboxings this time around, which I'm super grateful for. And I'm taking 95% of that and I'm dumping it all right back into the community. I have to do yeah. the four giveaways for uh, the people who just followed the Patreon, excuse me, who followed the uh, podcast and gave us a five-star review and suggested people and invited people to the, the edition of click site. Um, I separated that out into four different auctions that we're going to give away. Um, they're all kind of thematic. Each one has a super rare or has the uh, rare prime. That rare prime one's going to be good because it's going to have all the assassins and stuff in it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm taking some of the other stuff uh, and putting it back into the Patreon as a thank you. They're getting the uh, Black Lantern Green Arrow. They're getting the Nightfall and they're getting the Orphan Slap Fight uh, Iconics. So, and then I've got some other stuff put away that I'm going to give away at as actual physical uh, tournaments and stuff. So, always giving back. Because this community has given so much to us. So we always feel like we want to and we should put back into the community. It has given us so much over the years. It's how you grow a community. Yeah. So with that being said, anything else there for you, Joe? Do good. And as always, thank you to Enemy the Illust for the theme music. And congratulations to them again. I be Aries Edge from Dishing of Clicks. Have a great day. Backyard ball with the bar fight squad. Girls rush the door like, oh my god. Jump off the stage, please hold the applause. One by one, we gon' pop them jaws. Na 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 na
tongue stocked it, but I'm passionately moving sonnets. Blasting me the level I attack a beat. So every time they rap with me, I got them stepping back like Luka Doncic. Foot is on the pedal, I've been creeping, about to drop a bomb. Soaking up the devil like a bee beside the eye.